Oi, you lot, you listen to Garage Hammer, episode 116. On tonight's episode, the Manlings have a parade of other Manlings coming through, talking tournament after tournament after tournament, which, after doing all the fluff and all the hobby and all the paint and all the touchy-feely, artsy stuff, it's good to get in and kick a few faces in. So shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next three hours or thereabouts, we're going to do the best we can to keep you informed, entertained, and perhaps have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you Holy Blood Adeptus Sun Wars Con. I'm Chris Yu. And we do not have time for your damn hobbies, sir. What? <laughs> you don't know it, do you? What, will he repeat it? We do not have time for your damned hobbies, sir. That's not a person. That's not a character. That's a line. From a movie. Oh, What's you movie? pulled one line out of a movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you've been doing. I've been pulling characters out of movies. It's like, damn. Oh, you totally cheated. That's not the game. The game no, is you've been doing lines. You've been doing movie lines. No. The one from uh, Stripes? That was a movie line. I said, I'm Sergeant Hulka. I named the character. I threw in the big toe as a gimme to you. Oh, well, see, it's it's it sucks, doesn't it? It's a tough game. Well, I wasn't expecting that. I would have brushed up on my obscure lines. We have no damn time for your hobbies, sir. Oh, dude, I, I need at least a clue then. <laughs> okay, give me the character's name who said that. Who said it? Yeah. Um, or who they're talking to. I don't Jack care. Jack Aubrey. Jack Aubrey. Jack. And he's talking to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna. I get don't it. know what the hell you're talking I, I, about. I give up. I told. I'm, I'm just. <laughs> We've talked about this in a former show, and I told you to watch it, and this clearly tells me you haven't. Master and Commander, starring Russell Crowe. Oh no, I've never seen it. You have to see it. It no, is quintessential viewing. I uh, see. I probably would have known it had I seen it, but no. That so th- this is my calling card to you that you must. The next time we talk, if you have not seen this movie, I'm gonna get mad. Dude, I gotta. You're gonna be pissed then. You're gonna be pissed several times in a row. This is it's it's view it's required viewing. You okay. you will enjoy it. It's good for you. You don't know what you, you like. I know what you, you like. You knew I haven't seen yet, dude. You, <laughs> See, yes, not- because I want you to feel the pain. <laughs> feel the pain. Anyway, let's thank our sponsor. Hey, I didn't even get to say who I was. Who who are you? I'm the faceless old woman who lives secretly lives in your house. I have no That's idea. That's not even from a movie, but I always say I'm somebody, don't I? And since I couldn't be a movie person, I just picked a nice obscure reference that nobody would get. So there Is we that go. From a poem or something? No, or it's from a podcast. Fiction. Okay, so. it's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fantastic. I love it. So, yeah, so thank you to our sponsors. Sure. Unique Gifts and Games located in, in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Mersha Miniatures. And how's that spelled? M I E R C E hyphen miniatures. Mantic Games. Building bigger armies. And finally, you ready? I am. And Battle Foam, protecting your. <laughs> underwater, no <laughs> less. There you go. Gave you a little merman there. Aquaman. Yeah, merman is right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect that one. I'm trying different things, you know, just trying to spice it up, you know. Right. Well, last time you were falling, this time you're underwater. So you're going, <laughs> I, all, falling, all I, was, I was going by very fast. 
Right. It was like that. Next time you could be on fire or something. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> the <laughs> army. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. Uh, so what's going on, man? Uh, a whole lot of stuff. Lots of Warhammer stuff. It's a busy time. Yeah, no kidding, huh? There's so much going on. We got the news and rumors section. Well, we're we're pretty much not going to do too much with the rumors, but just the... Uh, the new uh, releases that they've kind of leaked out. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff going on yep. there. So I'm actually really, I'm I'm excited for next Friday, man. Like they get, they're getting more of my money. Uh, that's that's a good thing. Well, let's let's uh, yeah, we'll jump in and talk about that and mention specifics. But in the meantime, any shout outs or communications or yes, smoke signals? Fact, I am. Carrier pigeons. I am bringing one up right now. We did get a really nice email that I wanted uh, to read. Oh my god! Speaking of uh, just getting emails, I got a couple of emails say with some questions about the uh, the hobby painting challenge oh, the thing. Sure. God bless America. We have like seventy some people signed up already. Wow! Is it that many? Yes, we're on. Four, well, it's twenty signups per page. We're on page four. Jeez. Yeah. Love love the dedication. Yeah, I'm 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 super, super excited about about uh what we've been getting. It's it's now, really you, cool. you are gonna start your own thread, right, and do this with us? Uh I don't know, am I? Yes, yes you are. Oh, okay. You right? I, I signed up. I, I know saw because, that. We didn't I was, think, obviously. I but. was scrolling through it. Dude, it's, I felt bad. I've been so damn busy with work that I haven't even been on the forums in like a week and a half. And I went and there's like 30 people who introduced themselves I haven't said hi to. And that I was just like, wow, that many new signups, uh, period. Well, I, I mean, a lot of people signing up on the forums because they're joining the hobby. For the challenge, challenge. Sure. Yeah. And uh, now that we put some rules in there, some like more solid rules, people posting up what they're doing. I did have a question, a couple of questions today that I wanted to address, and we'll just remind me, and we'll address that when we get to the toolbox, because I okay. do want to address the uh, a couple of them right now on the air. Uh, though sure. I think they'll get back to people quicker than if I just post them on the uh, on the on the forum. So okay, so we'll get to that. But let's see, we did get uh, an email from John John uh, John Whithune. Okay. Uh, was, he's out of uh, Minnesota, I believe. He's one of the Minnesota boys. Yep. He was uh, one of the guys uh, up for best painted at PACA. And uh, if you recall, when we were talking to Rhoda, this is the guy I voted for. He had the uh, the Nurgle Demon Army with the just the stupid amount of conversions on oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember it well. And so he sent us an email. It said, uh, hey, nerds, sincerest thanks for the very positive things you said about my Nurgle Demon dudes in your post Pack a podcast and addressing the curse of the flawlessly converted model, as I like to think of it. <laughs> it's nice to know that the Sisyphean struggle of utterly countless hours, <laughs> dollars, and resulting mental breakdowns were worth it. See you in the hot tub. So, um, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Uh, the, you know, the untold hours and the late nights, and and having someone recognize that those efforts is worth a lot. In fact, I agree since, with you, John. The, since since now we know John's listening, John, do me a favor. If you have any like good, I mean, I took some pictures with my phone when I was there, but I didn't get very good pictures. If you got some pictures of of some of those units, send them to me, and I will post them all up. Um, you know, if if well, obviously, I won't be on this show thread by the time you hear it, but 
I will definitely post them up and, and post them in the forums and tell people where to go look at them because... Sure, showcase a little bit. Why not? Uh, you know, that was uh, that was such a learning experience for me. Uh, I walked up and there's Mikey Gerald looking at it. And I'm, you know, I love the Nurgle stuff. So I stop and I'm looking. And I'm like, wow, this is a pretty cool army. He's like, yeah, I could look at John's stuff for hours. There's just so much here. And I'm like, well, like what? Like I see two or three things. And he's like, dude, every single model here is converted. I'm looking, going, really? He's like, well, look. And he starts pointing out all the little things that are just, I mean, just the, it's the minor amounts of detail that he spends adding little tiny of his own little nurglings onto the little bases, yeah. adding the little shoulder pads and little tiny bits of, like, armor onto the guys. Um, the, the, I mean, the soul grinder that I had to go, I pulled up my phone and looked it up on the GW website and then looked at his and was like, Oh my God! And there's like no seams, no. Oh yeah, it's it's true uh, hobby master level, um, as Steve Herner will talk about later when we talk to him about Holy Wars. It's yeah. uh, you know, kind of the upper echelons of it. Uh, it, it, it was hobby frightening. Like I sat there and looked at that and said, "That's just there's such a level of dedication there." And it's so funny because he's he's there with um, you know, with Dan, mm. who has the the Skaven army. Mm-hmm. I played him. I played him last year at Packa, and he's you know he's got the with all the dwarfs with the with the mind control helmets on and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, not a model in that army, not converted, and like you don't even notice because they're so seamless and so flawless, and it's on every single model. So it's not like oh, there's my big centerpiece that's so obviously converted because right. I want people to see I've done conversions. Rank and file everyday Joes that are converted to that level yeah. two. That's kind of yeah. I think that's that's inspiring, really. Yeah, so, so yeah. So, I mean, seriously, you know, he's he's thanking us for saying nice things about his army. I can't say it's my screensaver at work. The picture I took of his army is my screensaver. Oh, is it really? Yeah, wow. I threw it up there because whenever I go to do a projector thing for the class, like it, yeah. you know, I got it started up before I bring up the thing, and, it, and so like my students all see that. What's that? That's like the coolest army I've seen lately. Then uh, they're like, "Why do you're such a dork?" I'm like, "Shut up!" But they don't—they just don't know. They don't get it. But they're just, yeah. you know, it's—it's it's really great. I mean, I have—I—I I really enjoyed it. So it was my pleasure to talk it up again because sure. it—that—that's the type of thing that I—I I hope someday to aspire to. So, well, thanks for reaching out, John. Uh, looking forward to seeing you at the next tournament. Absolutely, maybe Adepticon. Who knows? That would be cool. Um, other than that, we did. Get a voicemail because you know we've got voicemail, Chris. We have voicemail. How, how does one leave a voicemail? You just have to call one seven five seven GH show six. That's one seven five seven GH show six. International callers who actually call once in a while call. Try from most countries, it's zero zero one seven five seven GH show six zero zero one seven five seven. Four four one, four six nine six. I want that guy from uh, China to call us back. Yeah, that was so cool. That was cool. I just, and, and it's such a weird thing. It's like just you know, just because of where you're at, it makes the call cooler. But it's like, well, people are listening to us in like, you know, multiple continents. Oh yeah, that's really just weird. Um, but uh, so we got another voicemail, and so uh, and it's from Nickel. Because you know Nichols always happy to call in and say, "Hey, he's what's not talking up, smack, is he?" Uh, club challenge trying to get NW two. Yeah, that's okay. what it is. In, in fact, oh, uh, is it? That's okay, exactly what it is. So, <laughs> hold on, let me hit uh, let me hit play here and see what we got. 
guys, this is Nickel. Want to call and lay down an official grudge match request for the Troop, Twisted Troop versus N.W. Who? Uh, at the August <laughs> Club Challenge held at Dragstar Games. Everybody's going to be there. If you guys don't can't get a team together for this date, it's disappointing. But we want you guys. We know you guys won the uh, IWFB Challenge. Twisted Troop wasn't there. Cause we know if we would have been there, you guys wouldn't have won. So bring your A games because we're going to be we're going to be putting you in your place. Peace. <laughs> okay. So that's smack talking nonsense going on. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll look at our calendar and you know see if we can make time if our club can make time for their cute little event. Uh, I was I was actually trying to look into it, but he just said August, and there's yeah. you know well you know can you be a little more specific because August is a long month and that's, <laughs> you know when I go back to work so it depends. Well, I can I can find the dates if uh, yeah you can just keep August fifteenth. Ooh, that's mm, that's possible. I don't know well, if I'm back to work. Consider it. Uh, I think they're looking oh, for. Four players. Oh, I'm happy to go if I can, but you, you know, sure. You know, my, I, well, I, I mean, if we uh, Chris I Walker, I'll probably be there. Go. Myself, you, uh, maybe Grant. Good go. So you got at least three, and then hopefully, hopefully me, because you know, right. If we want to win, I got to be there. So right, right, so, right. Yeah. So there you go. It's got uh, show intro. We got voicemail. We got Chris cheating on the challenge there with uh, not not giving me a, a name at the beginning. I had You're not holding your end of the. I told you you have to watch that movie. You had your assignment and you failed. Dude, I, oh man, seriously, that's that's. I, I, I'm, I'll put it in the queue. All right, uh, you know what? Let's take a break uh, and come back with uh, news and rumors. He's David. I'm Chris. We'll be right back with more Garage Hammer. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chessex Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Back, 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 back. We are back. Hello, folks. Hope you like that commercial. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's see. News and rumors brought to you by the Circle City Circuit. New corn. Yeah. Lots of new corn stuff. And uh, pretty pretty interesting. Not 100% certain what I think of the... You want to talk uh, Bloodthirsters first? 
Oh, that's right. The Bloodthirster came out since yeah. since we recorded last. Um, it, I don't know that it needs to be jumping off that little pillar. Not everything needs to be jumping off the off the off the board. Right. Um, I thought they were okay. I'm not a huge corn fan. Uh, for the most part, I thought those models were solid. The one that I kind of questioned a little bit was it looked like one of them had like a jet of flame coming from underneath its feet. That's all of them, I thought. Oh, no, the so, one's on the ground, but two of them seem to be. Okay. Yeah, that one I was a little bit unsure of. But I suppose if you have the option, you don't necessarily have to model it that way. Yeah. My, yeah, the only weird thing, and I didn't notice this till someone said it to me and I jumped on to look at it. it I think that's pretty cool, the giant sort of bull-looking animal with all the heavy body armor. But all the weird corn symbols, like on the back of each wing membrane. Might be a bit much, mm, but kind of uh, overdoing it. Uh, you know what? I, I get it. This is this is what they do. Everything's. I mean, all the armor is super ornate. You know what I'm saying? Everything's right. sort of. You know, it's like with the war shrine and everything else. There's just a lot of a lot of highly detailed wrought metal on it. Um, but I'm not certain why he's got a corn symbol on every me- every wing membrane. I can yeah, see you know sort of really scarred into the body. But into the wing membrane seems a little weird to me. Maybe yeah. just the paint job on here because it's black wing membranes with these big red corn symbols red on symbols. it. I suppose. I, I, I could, I'd imagine it's like flayed skin, right? That's right. But then why is it the that membrane. weird color, the color of the of yeah. the bones and not and not the color of the membranes or scarred color? If it, if it looked like a weird scarred sort of color like that, I might like that a little better. You know, I think I it like it be because your your typical wings, I mean, you've seen it a million times on a dragon or a demon, where it's just the plain membrane. This is something a little bit different. Right. And, you know, and maybe it is just the paint job, where that would be cool if this symbol just starts to show up in the pattern of the membrane, but then have it be like a slightly off color. Like, you know, when you get a scar, how it never, the, the color doesn't match mm-hmm. up with the rest of your skin. But going from the black to the red, especially when there's red in all the the bone joints in the... right. You know, so maybe that's it for me. But it is big and it is pretty darn cool. Um, I love the weird chain with the hammer at the end of it. Yeah, that is pretty cool. The way that they were able to sculpt that, I'd imagine those a lot of those breaking for a lot of people. But see, and that's what makes me nervous because even my uh, my Doom Seekers with the axe head or the axe yeah. head chains, like one of them came a little bent and I strained it a little bit, snap right. I was like, oh, damn it! I, I bet you can like. Um, Use a wire and and to 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 replace the actual plastic parts if you wanted to avoid breaking it. Oh, mine were metal. I mean, those the Doom Seekers were metal. The plastic, yeah, the plastic here. Yeah, I'm actually hoping with the plastic being so light that it can take a bit of a bump or a bend and not snap. But it does mm-hmm. look very cool. I'm I was I was pretty uh, pretty cool. I mean, and it, and it better be. I mean, it costs as much as Nagash. It's a it's a, a buck sixteen. Yeah, yeah, it's a little, it's it's a bit pricey, but you know, hey, it is a centerpiece model and it looks good, and you're only ever going to need one, maybe two. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm not too bothered by the price. So uh, what about these wrath mongers? Hmm. These for me, the jury is still out. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I'm. Not sure. I mean, they're they they. I mean, honestly, they're like corn doom seekers. That's what they look like to me. 
They look like um, the riders of the Skull Crushers, just on foot. Yeah, but almost, almost not even that, because like the armor is only on the bottom half. Like I'm not 100 percent certain, especially with the. I'm trying to look at all of them. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's weird. They've got like the heavily armored legs. Yeah, and then they've got the armored chest plate and armored back plate. But then open side flanks and arms and shoulders. It's a weird aesthetic that, once again, I'm not certain what I think of it based on the on the yeah, pictures I, here. I, these I, I would have to see in person to really. Yeah, I'm not going to poo poo them because GW has surprised me way too often with mm-hmm. models that in their pictures don't look all that promising, and then you see the thing for real up close, and you're like, "Ooh, holy mackerel!" Right. And once now it, these guys. Are the uh, the multi wound guys? They kind of have monstrous infantry stats, but they are still classified as infantry. Yes, it's another one of those infantry units, as like the Blight Kings. Yes. Yeah. Now uh, you're looking at this these Wrathmongers, though, and if you look on the website, they've got the the picture of the five of them, and there's With two the red skin or the yeah the red skin and the black armor, and there's right. two pictures and. Actually, you know, if you're on the website, you'll see it's like got the picture of the five of them on all the little mm-hmm. boxes and all the highlights. Click the thing that flips it to the right, and then click on the next picture with all of them. And there's this one dude in the front with two giant axes. It looks really cool, but he's got horns growing out of his head. And then he's got like two other big things coming off with corn. It's just like, I don't know, the overdoing it with the corn symbols coming off a guy's heads. It's just, I'm not, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it going, ooh, what the... What the heck is that supposed to be all about? So she just wants you to make sure you know who he's who he's fighting for. Yeah, I that's guess. why they're so angry. No one gets it. Corn. We <laughs> fight for corn. <laughs> Can't you tell? Right. <laughs> Look Wait, at who this. do you fight for? Corn. Oh, and he's a skull reaper. That's what. Oh, because it's the set. So it's the skull reapers. If you look at that set. Go eat. I'm on the damn radio. Oh, there are two different uh, types of models, I guess. Yeah, it's the Skull Reaper or the Wrathmongers. If you look at the Skull Reaper, they're the ones with, like, you can see two or three of them with the giant heads with the corn logo. Right. But one of them's got, like, the horns with the double corn logo, like one over each, one coming out of each horn. In fact, if you look at the picture online, I don't know if you're online or not. Five, yeah, the, I see the five The guys. five of them? He's the guy yeah. in the bottom right. See with the two corn symbols popping up over his head? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just I'm that one I'm not I am not uh I'm not I'm not feeling it. Hmm. The banner bear is a pretty good one though. But once again, even he's got the they've got all this armor around their legs and then right. like just just like the plate kinda half covering their chest. And it's like, you know, if right. you're in battle, you know, that spot's a more important one to cover than your feet. Uh, yeah, I could, I could, I see what you're saying, but aesthetically, it's you know, nice change of pace. It's something different. It is different. Like I said, I'm, I'm waiting till it's out, but I just keep looking at him, going, I don't know. Yeah, the, yeah, like that's yeah. what he's got. Two, he's got a double back poles with right. skulls stacked up, and then the double corn symbol. It seems that, little, that blade he's sporting is pretty, pretty vicious, though. It, yes, his weapons are pretty cool. But yeah. the rest of them, I'm just, I'm, I just, I'm just not certain on. But that's, like I said, that's just me. I like the Bloodthirster. I like the. Uh, man, those these weapons are vicious looking. Yeah, they are. I, I suspect anyone who's into corn would probably like these guys. Yeah, 
I guess I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I want to see them. I want to see them up close and personal before I make a decision. Because yeah. every time I think I hate one of these things, they surprise you. Yeah, it's like, oh, that sucks. And I'm like, oh no, my god, that's really cool. Like that looks great. Um, but once again, these are another set of guys that are on forty mil bases. That, right? As Relian will tell you, he can throw one dreaded thirteenth and take away your whole right. unit. <laughs> yeah, true. That kind of sucks. Ooh, the the limited edition of Archeon is already sold out. Excellent. The two hundred and fifty dollar version, the one I'm not getting. I'm getting the regular eighty. You can get all five, version. and that would just call you uh, twelve fifty. Okay, that I can't wait to get that nickname. <laughs> um, but so, but that Arcan cover is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I like the cover of the book. What it looks like so far. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm very excited to see how. I'm assuming they're wrapping this up. I'm assuming this is the last book. And uh, I think so. The fifth installment of the epic saga of the end times and the described over two hardback books, which are presented together. Let's see, 256-page narrative book. Bear witness to the might of Archeon Everchosen and his hordes as they enter battle that will decide the fate of the world. Book two is 80-page rule book. Also included are background and rules for the full range of new warriors of cast miniatures, including the Wrathmongers, Skull Reapers, and the three ranks of Bloodthirsters. Unfettered Fury, wow. Insensate Rage, and Wrath of Corn. Uh, also, news for the new incarnates: Balthazar Gelt, Incarnate of Metal, Tyrion, Incarnate of Light. Tyrion's back. Hmm. Grimgor, Incarnate of Beast, and Karadrian, Incarnate of Fire. Uh oh. Hmm. Interesting. Wait, Karadrian, Incarnate of Fire. Yeah. So let's not delve that. Well, the reading. We'll we'll get to it in the reading. Yeah, but but but, Ungrim Iron Fist. In the Thankful book is the Incarnate of Fire. So something happened to that. Oh, uh, he's going to die. God damn You don't it. know that. He's he's could have gone into a spaceship. He could have. Oh, yeah. Who knows? Well, at least it's just one one dwarf and not the whole damn race, I guess. There you go. So, ugh. Oh, man. Well, we'll, we'll see. But anyway, so Ooh. in terms of new models, yeah. Interesting to see what they've come up with. Uh, and I'm just, like I said, I'm excited. I got. I'm I'm just the, the the new book is here. I mean the fluff has been really quite good. I mean some people have been up and down on different books. Mm-hmm. Um but I like I said I started I started Kane and it, I thought it was a little dry in the beginning, sort of like retreading, rehashing, not doing anything that was Right. And, and yeah, it, yeah, a lot of talk. Right. And it seemed to be speeding through the stuff. It's like, oh, and there was the battle, and then there was a head cut off, and then C throws right. the head over here. And then, I'm like, whoa, that's kind of fast. Um, but then it really sort of slows it down and gets into some detail. And I really loved Kane. I thought it was really cool. Well, maybe we should save that for the reading portion of the toolbox. No, oh, that's true. Yeah, yes. I guess you're okay. right. So, but, um, so that's pretty much it. We're pretty much dominated right now by... Bloodthirsters and and corn monstrous yep. infantry that isn't monstrous infantry and so I take it uh, O and G are not getting any new models. That's that kind of sucks. Yeah, but that's all right. Well, uh, a lot of armies didn't get it. so orcs and goblins got no new models. Dwarfs got no new models. High elves got no new models. High elves got no new models. Dark El- did dark elves get any new models? Mm, 
No, just no. the reissue of Malekith. Well, I mean, but not a new model. Yeah, right. Uh, Wood Elves got no new models. Brett's got no new models. Uh, Lizard Men, nothing new. Li- yeah, Lizard Men. So that I mean most. It seems most of the armies did not get an. Uh, anything new? It's no, just, but uh, you would think that uh, you know a character because a lot of characters have been have gotten and, a new model. Yeah. Um, I don't and I don't know how prominently Grimgore features in the story, but it would be cool to get a new one. Not that he necessarily needs a new model; the the old one is pretty good. But I don't know, just anything new. Yeah, I I, I do not disagree with you there. So, but that's that's it for our news and our rumors. Um. All right, so uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's not even bother taking a break. Let's just jump right into the toolbox brought to you by Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. They sponsor bits. Yes, absolutely. All right, so the toolbox. Hey, you done any reading? I have. I've been reading Kane like crazy. So you have you finished it yet? Mm, no, maybe 10 or 15 pages out. Um, I just started the final battle, which is taking all these crazy turns. So, jeez, oh, no kidding. I'm, there I'm was curious really to see how great it... stuff going on in this. I'm really pleased. I can't wait to start talking about this. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I've me got too. questions because as I was reading through, there was some stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what this means. Like, I'm hoping you and Tomlin understand what was going on. Um, I think the three of us will probably lean on each other a little bit because there are. I'll have to go back and revisit my my notes and the, the the book itself because there's so much going on that you know I'll read it and then 50 pages later I'll forget it and I'll have to re- you know, go back to it just to double check. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very it's a, I think it's the most complex book out of all of them so far. Yeah, and it's and it's there is ain't none of it in the old world. So everything we've done in these last two books, all the fighting, all the moving around the empire, and all. None of this is here. It's well, I mean, you know, it parts of an Athaloran, but it's mostly in Ulthuan, and right. it's, it's it's vicious. It's really cool, though. It is. Uh, um, it's neat to see these characters that before were almost like legends. They're now they're interacting with each with each other on a very granular level. Oh, wait till you finish that final battle. Speaking of mm-hmm. legends and things like that, uh, it's just it's amazing. Mm. Okay. Like I'm reading it going, oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> so, so speaking of which, we're gonna play some of those narrative scenarios at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I think after Akon we've got some time. Mm. So we'll we'll start uh we'll start working that into a couple of games so we can do some reporting on it on the show. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Um yeah, I finished Kane and I'm reading Mechanicum for after Eleanor and I'm reading uh Thankful. Because why not? I want to know how the story goes. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, excited. And somebody's got to read about the lizard men and how they had to take off and stuff. So. Sure. Well, maybe they'll be back. I hope so. Well, pff, hey, other people are coming back, and so yeah. why not? Hey, if they don't get decapitated, they aren't necessarily dead. Well, heck. Right. Carl Franz. He was chopped up limb from limb, and he came back. So whatever, you can True. even come back from that. So that's what I'm reading. Uh, hobbying. What are you doing? Well, I'm kind of on a hobby break after the whirlwind of the past couple of months. That was the Arachnorok and Malekith on a dragon. Between those two, I've been doing a lot of painting, uh, which is a good thing. But I, I, I feel like I need to take a, a bit of a break. 
I see. I see. Yeah. Um, you know, gearing up to paint my demons. I'm going to post some pictures, some before pictures on the 2015 hobby thread. Okay. And um, I was considering for Adepticon painting some odds and ends for my orcs and goblins, but I just can't be bothered to paint more right now. So I'm, I'm going to be lazy and take the Malekith list, I think. Less models. It's already painted. I'll suffer a little bit on the paint score just because it is a lot of older models, but that's okay. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Hey, you do what you got to do, you know? Yeah. Well, ebbs and flows, right? So Exactly. What about yourself, hobby-wise? Uh, before I get to me, uh, we got some hobby. We had that hobby progress stuff that uh, I wanted to bring up real oh, quick. Oh, sure. Um, you know, we, we've been asking people to do like 200 points a month uh, to get to that first 1,000 uh, points of, of painted stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people have been asking, you know, they're using something that's, you know, it's a character or a monster model that's way more than 200 points. Um, you know, hopefully you can get that one model done in a month, you know, if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. But obviously, points-wise, that just kind of puts you ahead. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you have to get 1,000 done in a month and you do a 400-point f- a model um, in March, then, you know, do April, do May, do June, and there you go. Suddenly, you're done with your 1,000. I mean, you have to be done with 1,000 by J- July to get the first entry for the you know for the grand prize. Mm. And as long as you're getting at least 200 a month done, then you get your uh, individual entry every month for the smaller prizes. And we always said if you finish early, then you get all the entries up to you know for that. If if you got a 6 month stretch and you're done in 3, you get all 6 entries. Right. So I mean I've seen some people already putting stuff in. Um, they had a you know a, like a hundred and twenty point character model, and then they're like, "And I'm going to be painting this big unit, but I'll just take like seven of those models out, and that'll round out my two hundred. That works. And like I said, if the model's like four hundred points or something like that, you know, you want to see some sort of progress like every month. Mm. So, you know, if you can get the whole thing done in a month, then you've got multiple months counted. For that right. one model, right. basically, um, if it takes a little longer, dude, I'm, you know. I'm well, the, the 200 points uh, per month is more of a guide, isn't it? Well, just... here's the thing: you got to post something every month. You have to post something every month. Oh, for progress every month. For I progress, see. that's okay. Every month you can earn. It's it's like for the small prizes. Yeah. Every monthly goal that you hit, you get an entry for the small prizes. So over the course of the 10 or 11 month contest or per challenge. You can earn 11 entries. So you want to show some progress every month. Once again, if you finish early, then you're not going to get penalized for that. You're just going to get all of them. Like, you know, if okay, right. So if you're painting one of these bigger models, then go ahead and paint it. You know, it's just you'll you'll get you'll get the points, you'll get counted. Um and that's fine. Someone and then I also got this other question says, "What about swappable models?" I have a Pegasus. I can swap a Master or a Sorceress on, and also Malekith, Dreadlord, Sorceress on the Black Dragon. I feel like painting a tiny mini for all of Malekith's points is not really in the spirit of the challenge, but I may not reach the twenty two hundred uh, points for my Dark Elf army without it. Um, you know, if you're gonna if you want to paint the Black Dragon, that's fine. He's worth Black Dragon points. You know. You can say, well, he's worth more for Malekith than Sorcerer Dreadlord. What's your list? Right. I mean, part of the rules are you got to give me a list. 
So if it's Malekith and his dragon, then okay. Well, I'm you know I'm going to get the dragon painted this month and Malekith next month. There you go. I, I would think anything that you could put on as part of your army display board at a tournament, for example, that's that's how that's sort of how I would think of it. Exactly. Um, but if you're going to swap things out like that, um, you know, I get that you can swap it out for a Dreadlord, a Sorceress, and Malekith. So pick one of them for your list. You obviously can't have one dragon with three riders on it in that list. And we are going based on lists. So, I mean, basically, I, I think that's fair. <laughs> it seemed, yeah, seemed like so a fair too. answer to me. So there's some more hobby progress challenge answers. Um, as far as my... Uh, hobby. I did have a couple of paint nights with Rotor, and a couple I, paint nights. Wow, yeah. you guys are machines. Well, he's the machine. I was on like twice since we recorded last. So, yeah. but I did finish my beards, and nice. uh, on all the all forty dwarfs have finished beards, so their faces are done. Um, I did then go back on all the beards, and um, I did two coats. I did that auric gold, that orangey reddish gold. Mm-hmm. On all those, you know, little metal clips that are clipped, clipping all their beard in, and braids together. Okay. Uh, right. Then I went back and just highlighted the edges with the bright gold, and uh, that really actually looked really nice. I I think I'm going to go back once more with the uh, with the silver just to highlight and get those really fine touches on the edges mm-hmm. to get that real glow out of them. But they, it's you know I'm seeing it slowly coming together and it's looking pretty cool. Okay, slow I, and steady progress. Huh? I have started also going in with I like I did like three consecutive washes on the scale armor, like the, you know, the dwarfs have those like scale armor skirts. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I went in with like several washes, so right in the cracks, it's very dark, and it gets out to the edges, it's a little lighter, and so I've just been going in with like the mithril silver, you know, or the gromeral silver, whatever, and going in. Just on the edges, the two corners of each one, you know, that are sticking out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I inadvertently did something that I thought was pretty cool. What's that? Well, it's a little hard to explain, but I'm going to try to. Okay. I was going along the edges of the scales. And if you can picture it, like, let's say the scales are coming flat across the front of, of their legs, right? Mm-hmm. So the scale goes across left to right, but then obviously it goes in, inward, like the edge of the scale where that overlaps. There's the, you know, the the side of it that's going sort of, you know, forward and back towards the body, the the side of the scale. I was trying to paint and highlight those edges, and I was just kind of, I just kind of found that if I came in from the side of it, from the thin side of that scale, and sort of painted that and let the brush overlap that corner a little bit, that I got a nice thin layer of highlight to the front of the scale. But as I was doing that, I was painting those little sides, and I didn't realize it, and I kind of held it up in the light, to see how it looked. And so you've got this little thin highlight on the front of the scale. But hmm. as, you, as I'm turning it, whatever parts of those the sides of the scales that are showing suddenly shows up brighter. So as I'm sort of turning it, it looks like parts of it are catching the light differently. So like from straight on flat, it looks like there's a little bit of highlight. But as I turn it, the highlight shifts and moves with the swing of the... Well, oh, it's kind of hard to explain. Like he, yeah, it's hard to, to visualize. It. I think I'd have to see it in person. But as I'm turning it, I'm like, wow! It actually looks like the light's moving and catching it from different directions. 
So I was really pleased with this complete fluke and accident that I didn't plan. And once I saw that it was working, I started doing that. It takes me like about 12. And I'm moving at a pretty quick clip. Like I'm not trying to make them perfect. I'm trying to get them done and done well. Um, it's taking me about 12 to 15 minutes per model just to highlight all this, all the scales. Hmm. So, I mean, it took me, you know, that's, you're talking four of them to five of them in an hour. So I've only got about 10 or 12 of those done. So I've got that finished those scales, but, uh, wow, I'm, I'm, you're, you're talking it up that much time investment on each individual model. I'm curious to hear. Yeah. Well, once I've got, see what it looks, once what it looks I've got like. that done, uh, highlighting most of the armor, then it's going in and doing the blue and the white on the shoulder pads and the, and the gauntlets and, and the gold trim on the armor after that and i'm going to do all that and i'm going to say i'm going to hold off on the gems because i want to get the army done the gems are like not they look pretty good without it they're at a, a, i think a, a a good table standard um and i want to get more units done and i think mm. those gems are going to take a while but that's like the the going back and doing the gems is like that piece i'm kind of I, i'm kind of holding it in my back pocket for now but hmm. it's 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 I'm still planning on it on the table. It's just right. I want to get this unit of forty hammers done and get onto some of the other stuff I need to paint for this army. So. Yeah, I think if you save the gems for last and do that army wide, I can see. Yeah, can see that's because that. once you have your system down there, it's pretty systematic. Exactly, and that's that's sort of my plan. So that's that's been that's been my hobby. Okay. So let's hit other and then take a break and then get on with all of this tournament stuff. Sure, sure. You got any other? Uh, other, um, just I thought I might mention my games at Holy Wars really quick. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, with the, the we saw last time we talked about Malekith and how he might do in tournament setting, and uh, it was very, very interesting to to use him um, at Holy Wars. And what I found was a lot of players knowing that end times lists were going to be there, were going to be present, had made adjustments to their lists to counter uh, characters like Malekith. So there are a lot of counters out there for him in, in this particular tournament. Um, I played six games. Uh, Steve and Thompson, Lords of War out of Minnesota, was one. He They do a great podcast, by the way, T3, okay. him and um, Sean Troy. So take a listen. Um, he had brought a big, a, a big block of Plague Bearers. And he managed to get that into combat with uh, with Malekith. Now you may be asking, how did that happen? Malekith flies around. Why would we want to face magical strength four poison attacks from these demons? Well, I didn't orchestrate that matchup. That his unit ended up off the table due to the deployment. And when I, while I was locked in combat, his that unit emerged and was able to charge. So. Not uh, the matchup I would have wanted, but he did manage to get it. And uh, yeah, Malekith, uh, if he doesn't have his ward save, which is only good against magical, no, non-magical attacks, uh, anything magical will go right through that. Hmm. So he only has a three of armor save otherwise. So, And you'd be surprised, even at toughness six with ten wounds, how fast that goes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, second game, Kenny Lull, he did a number on Malekith with his ruined up organ gun. He didn't kill him, but he did do five wounds on him. Um, managed to get in combat before he died, so fortunate there. Um, another player I played, Martin Beamish. He uses, I don't know if you're familiar with the Dark Elf Black Amulet. No. If you know what that does. No. So it, it's, a, it's a talisman. It's a 75-point talisman that gives a four-up ward save. And for every ward save that you make, whatever model 
inflicted the attack has to, they take a uh, a wound a non magical attack wound um, they just suffer okay. it so here I am rolling up with Malakith challenging his sorcerer rolling my ten attacks he rolls these ward saves and makes you know x amounts and says okay well you suffer that many magical attack wounds no armor save I'm like wait what Oof. so I had already suffered some wounds so that took Malakith off right there that's so that's crazy. twice that he died already. Uh, another time he died to Domus's uh, Wood Elves, and we talk a little bit later about some of the terrain, but he basically had doubled up poisoned magical shooting Wood Elves, so that are magical attacks poisoning on a 5-up shooting at Malekith. And he, after the fir- his first round of shooting, he had done 8 wounds to him. Jeez! So yeah, he really uh, took it on the chin there. Um, the other two games after that, uh, Mark Nelson, another Lord of War, and Zach Shelley, another lo- Lord of War also. Right. Uh, they didn't quite have the tools to deal with Malekith, so no poisoned magical attacks in their list. So those games were you know, a little bit uh, tilted in my favor. But <laughs> that said, the, the Malekith experiment was an interesting one. You know, If you have the tools, he's certainly beatable. Uh, I don't think they're, they're automatic win-type games. Uh, so yeah, I, and I think I might run him at Adepticon just to see how he does. I don't, you know. Cool. The, he's got his uh, vulnerabilities, so it should be interesting. But yeah, that's my other in a nutshell. All my games at Holy Wars there in about what six minutes or whatever it was. Cool. Uh, my other, I went to go see Birdman. You know, Academy Award winning best yeah, picture. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. I really liked I, it. I know nothing about that movie. If you're, it's it's very, it's a it's it's a bit of a strange picture. I went with a couple of people. One person said I didn't dislike it. I was just confused, and the other one was like, I didn't dislike it. I was just like the camera work gave me a headache. So I went with a bunch of people. I was I was blown away. But I think he, I think if you're into theater at all. Or into theatrical productions, I think it's cooler because it's like a lot of the stuff happens behind the scenes at some guys, you know, working in uh, in theater. So it was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Would you have seen it if uh, it didn't win Best Picture? Uh, eventually, yeah. I wouldn't have rushed out to see it like last weekend, but um, yeah, I wanted to see it. I heard a lot of good things about. Did I watch a lot of movies? Because just just not Master and Commander. No, it's on a boat. Once it's on a boat, I'm not interested. Why? What is it about boats? I don't know. Naval films. I got. I give no craps. I don't know what it is. I just don't care. It's not. I just. I don't know why. I can't think of one movie. Did about, you like Titanic? Uh, when I first saw it, when it first came out in the theater, I was amazed because of the way it looked and how exciting it was. Uh, but no, now you pretty much can't. Unwatchable for you now. Nah, I just don't. You know. What about any movie that takes place on a spaceship? Well, like Alien. I like science fiction movies, yeah. But it's essentially the same thing. They're in a vessel. Uh, 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 don't start arguing semantics with me. I don't. But it is, it is the same thing. No, it's not. It's very similar. I don't know. Hey, you asked a question, I answered it. The only the only boat movies that I enjoyed are like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, really. And even then, it's like, get off the boat, go do something. You watch those, but not Master and Commander. All right. I haven't seen it. Get off my back about this movie. <laughs> so I'm going to not watch, watch it, it on and I'll principle. Stop. I'm going to not just... watch it on protest. Ugh. I'll watch You're it. You're doing just... yourself a disservice. I will watch it, and I'll love it. And even if I don't love it, I'll tell you I love it just because. You should, you should watch that while you're painting your terrain. That would make me happy. 
You are such a ball buster with this. Hey, I got my Garden of More almost done, and that's a lot of terrain pieces. I know, but uh, the other non-Garden of More elements, the trees, the buildings. I'm working on it. I know. I'm just giving you a friendly reminder. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, And I've been watching Better Call Saul. Oh, as have I. Okay. uh, First two, three episodes, I was like, this show's kind of boring. And uh, not really. You know what it seemed like? It almost reminded me of the first couple episodes of Gotham where I'm like, yeah, this would be interesting because it's got all the characters from Breaking Bad, but none of the cool stuff from Breaking Bad. Um, but the last two episodes, I, I, I hadn't watched them. I just I literally sat down, uh, I think it was Wednesday night, and, and watched the last two episodes. And it's now the, the show is picking up. I, I was really enjoyed the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's he's such an interesting character. Yeah, you know, he struggles with his own, you know, ethics and and getting his too. background like before. Yeah. Like this is all his background. Bef- Jimmy. Yeah, before he became Saul, and I didn't even realize his name until he said it to that guy. Saul Goodman. Saul, what Saul Goodman? No, yeah, Saul Goodman. Really I'm like, you got to be kidding me! I, how did I miss that? His yeah. name's Saul Goodman. Saul Goodman. So uh, the only character that I don't really quite get is, uh, and it's such central, it's so pivotal to the story is his brother, and well, that, yeah, his condition and everything. It's just like what? Okay. Well, obviously he doesn't. Yeah, if you've seen the last couple episodes, his condition right. isn't really a condition. So right, I'm waiting right. to see where that goes myself. Um, but you know, in fact, the one thing I thought was weird is watching him in uh, the very beginning of the first episode. Mm-hmm. When he's working at the mall, oh yeah. So I'm like, yeah, is the that whole black and white sequence? Well, is that is that post? That's post Breaking Bad, yeah. Yeah, and that's him sort of looking back on wh- what got him to that right. place. He, he's in the witness protection sort of program, right? The, the new identity's been created. Oh and, well, well, not exactly witness protection. He's in well, the, but re, yeah, redone identity. Yeah, the guy who will who will hide anybody. Yeah, yeah. So I thought that was. I mean, I'm I'm. Like I said, first two three episodes, I wasn't sold because it was just and plus they just kept meeting people from the from Breaking Bad, you know Tuco, right? You know I'm like okay, Tuco, there's Tuco. I like that Mike is the the the, the guy at the yeah the parking garage yeah. attendant. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. What what where it will get interesting is where that show starts to overlap with the timeline of Breaking Bad. That's really where I think it'll really come and onto its My own. question is, is it going to overlap that much, or is that just going to be like last season type of stuff? You know what I'm saying? Cause mm, I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's got to be near the end of the show because that'll Maybe, catch Maybe, but I can to, see them unless taking it, it beyond that. Like the show could, you know, it could just get started at that point. Because well, where of, does he go from there? There's a lot of potential. You could say yeah. that at the very least. There's a lot of potential there, and I, I'm. It's it has grown on me. It's five episodes in, and uh, it like Breaking Bad hooked me about twenty minutes into episode one. Mm. Like I was like, "Holy crap! What is going on in this move in this show?" You know, by the end of that first episode, I'm like, "I have to watch the next one." Right. This one I watched the first. I'm like, eh, "I'll watch the next one." The next day, I watched the next one. I know I was sort of watching them. It took that fourth and fifth episode to make me say, like, okay, now I can't wait for next week's episode. Yeah. Um, especially, yeah, next week's episode. Uh, when all those guys showed up at Mike's door at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, wait, what's going on? And then there's, like, the show ended. I was like, this is the first time mm. the show ended. I was like, oh, no, not, not mm. there. So 
Do you know that guy, that actor that plays Saul, is from the Chicago area? Yes. I think Naperville. And and his and he's from Chicago in the show. Yeah, yeah. He's from Cicero. And his real brother, <clears throat> the actor I'm talking about, yeah. is a, has been a writer on The Simpsons for ten years. Yeah, Odenkirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's got a very distinct name. Yeah. So yeah. No, so I'm I am I am really I am really enjoying the show now. Like the last couple episodes have maybe really you're starting to see the clever Saul come out and not just, mm-hmm. you know, the guy trying to scrape by. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, that's it for me. I just I wanted to put that out there for people. Um, definitely give uh, a better call, Saul, a try. If you if you watch and enjoyed Breaking Bad, I think you'll like it. I think even if you didn't really, because it's a very different show from Break. Excuse me, Breaking Bad. It's not quite as intense. Uh, well, and although you, it could be, it could. Well, that. let's face it, Saul is not as. I don't want to say malevolent a character as uh, as Mr. White. Uh, no, I, that's the word I would use. Yeah, but, I mean, Mr. White was just, I mean, that, he, that guy was so intense and just mm-hmm. really, I mean, honestly seemed to, really didn't give a crap about anybody but himself at some point in there. Right. You know, it, for all he said about what, you know. For the family and everything, yeah, sure. He was pushing to prove I'm the smartest guy in the room. Right. Whereas Saul is just trying to get by on being clever and doing whatever he can figure out mm-hmm. to get by. So it's it's a very different um the the humor's not as morbid as it was in Breaking Bad. It's mm-hmm. a very different I'm 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 liking it a lot. So Although it it had its moments, uh, Oh yeah. You know, yeah. So anyway. So, I, yeah, either way, there we go. That's that. I think that's the uh, toolbox for everybody. Yeah. So um, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we are going to have uh, Alex and uh, uh, Carrie Ann Gonzalez on. Talk a little Adepticon, which is right around the corner. Yeah. So this is one of our rare, or becoming rare, uh, tournament episodes, talking with, about people about what's coming up and what you can plan for if you want to get out into the community and... Uh, be a part of what's going on in the Warhammer scene. Absolutely. Yeah, let's dig in. Let's get into it. I'm excited. We'll be back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut, designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your arm.
And we're back talking a little Adepticon with Alex and his better half, Carrie Ann. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Good, good. Hanging in there, waiting for the warm weather to kick in. Yeah, we're a little antsy, too. Dog more so than us, but, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, Adepticon is right around the corner, and uh, thoughts of tournaments and gaming definitely keep me warm, so... Well, I mean, whatever you're into. I like that transition. They're very nice. You like that? Very nice. That's Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, Adepticon. Uh, In light of the end times and everything, it's, it's... I'm sure it's been a uh, a whirlwind of, of changes and things to take in. So, um, did any of that factor in when you guys were set, were considering Adepticon for this year? Yeah, I mean, when we had to start making the decisions about the end times, we just had Nagash come out, and we kind of had to make a final decision on whether or not we were going to roll with it when Glotkin dropped. Mm. So, we kind of looked at it, and it's like. Nagash is a little ridiculous, but none of the chaos characters are that bad. So, you know, maybe we'll just roll with it, see what it's like. And then we decided we were just going to go with it. Um, Obviously, we don't do a comped environment, so we didn't think that uh, Nagash or Carl Franz would be uh, as much of an influence. Mm -hmm. And then you have Malekith show up and screw everything up. Oh, yeah, because Carl Franz isn't broken at all or anything like no, that. No, no, but by comparison, uh, Carl Franz can eat three or four cannonballs and he'll be dead. Same with Nagash. Malekith has to eat, what, ten with his face before he dies? All, uh, yes, although, as evidenced by my experience at Holy Wars, there is a plethora of ways for Malekith to be taken out. Oh, no, absolutely. This just cracks me up. Chris comes with all these lists, like the bits list, and it's like, geez, I lose with this list all the time. It's like everybody <laughs> else is smashing me. That's what you need. Chris, I think you're like the anti-list. The softer your list, the better you do. Or we could just say, I'm just terrible at Warhammer. We could just come right and say it. Well, listen, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> oh, thanks. So, <laughs> since you brought it up. Well, we'll, we'll delve into uh, Malekith uh, later, but... So was it at this point that you guys decided on 2,000 versus the customary 2,400? Yeah, we decided to do that um, in particular with Nagash coming out. Um, Granted, that extra 200 points or whatever in your Lord allotment is not going to buy you much uh, if you take Nagash realistically, but it kind of limits a lot of the other toys that he can take um, to help him get to that, like obnoxious level more than he already is. Right. So that's kind of why we did it, because he gets better as your rare selection gets better with higher titans and caskets of souls and stuff like that. So we wanted to make sure that people that took these characters still had to make some hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And then with uh, factoring in a lot of fortitude um, and have it only be the fortitude that is on the table, Mm-hmm. Well, at the start of the game kind of limits Nagash's effectiveness, too. True. Interesting. Okay. So typically, your scenarios in the past have been fortitude heavy in that objective points um, are, are one with, let's say, for example, having a uh, fortitude point within X amount of inches of a piece of terrain, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so would it be something similar this year? It is exactly that, um, except we did do a couple of changes um, to the terrain itself, we've added more pieces. 
to our collection, a bunch of walls and fences, some of those dreadstone blights. So we can actually mm-hmm. have like line of sight blocking terrain and linear obstacles and that sort of thing. But also uh, just to kind of change things up, we threw away the terrain map. So every table oh. laid out different. That is a change. Ooh, that, yeah. that terrain map has been a fixture for as long as I can remember. The big thing is, um, in talking with a lot of people, the terrain didn't impact their games. And it was not in a positive, the terrain did not impact my game. It was in the negative, hmm. that people are wanting more terrain. And that's evidenced by a lot of the tournaments that are on the scene that terrain makes a lot more of a difference and people want to see more of it. Interesting. Okay. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the general format. It is 2000 points. Uh, how many games are we looking at? Yeah. Uh, the championship will be five games again. Um, mm-hmm. We did seriously explore the option of a sixth game. Uh, so four Saturday to Sunday, but we decided we were going to keep it lighter uh, towards the end of the weekend and have it be a little more laid back and try to take some of that. I wanted to sleep in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough. I, I wanted to be able to go out and sleep in the next morning. And so it's kind of my fault, but okay. That's a bonus to it. But in all seriousness, we seriously looked at a sixth game, but decided it was in our, best interest for ourselves and for the attendees to just keep it at five makes sense makes sense so okay at, at two thousand points a game how much time are you allotting per game two and a half hours okay so it's two and a half hours so, so i think originally you had like three didn't you? you but you cut it down to two and a half yeah we had it set up um on the old schedule um, without taking the 2,000-point change into account until we looked at it again. It's like, wait a minute, why are we doing three-hour games for a 2,000-pointer? Okay, I am so glad you did that because that was the one question on my mind is why the hell are we having three hours for a 2,000-point game? No, with, we're with the breaks doing, in between. Uh, yeah, we're doing the two-and-a-half-hour rounds, so we're going to start a little later in the day than we normally do. Not by much, but enough. Um Aren't so, you know still the butt crack of dawn only to get up at the butt crack of dawn to play some games so that's so why they can actually like, sleep. What nice. does the um, schedule look like for that? I'm trying to find it now on the site for for the uh, championship. So what time does it start? Um, we're starting at like nine thirty, nine o'clock. Okay, is when registration's starting. I think we're wrapping up by seven thirty or eight. Okay, all right. Okay, so again, it's. We're not going to be going all day. People are still going to have plenty of time to hang out and do all the other things that we love to do at this kind of event where everyone's there and not kill ourselves playing games all day. That sounds good. Although if you were if you were to be taken out, that's the way to do it, right? Um, I can think of better ways, but yeah. But this is the family show, so we'll just leave it. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So. Um, how many, so how many, um, players, I I know you, with the bigger venue and everything, you have room for many more players this year. How many, uh, do we have signed up to this point? Um, just about 150. Oh, 150. Nice. Yeah. We had a bit of a boost, uh, the last month or two in our attendance for the championship. Um, 
because at time of Wapaka, we were dramatically undersold. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are now back to where we're supposed to be um, and where I would like to be. Obviously, I'm still hoping for 200, but I don't think we're going to hit that. But just to get it back to where it was, because with the growth that we've had each of these last three years, that's why we got the bigger room is to continue our expansion, continue our growth to make it the biggest and the best tournament we can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to have kind of underwhelming numbers was like, oh, great. But well, any- there's, there's still some time and, and maybe when this show hits the airwaves, maybe that will send some more additional people to sign up. Oh, yeah. You come on this show. People are going to be signing up left and right. This is this is money. Let me just tell you I know, something. This is the show. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so let's say let's assume 150 people. How many end times? How many of those players do you think will bring one of those end time super characters? When you say super characters, you're referring to Nagash, Emric, Malekith, and KFC? Uh, yes. Um, I suppose you could throw a Lariel in there as well. No, I don't, because she's, oh, she's not so good. Or, she's good, but she's not that good. Um, I would probably say at least a quarter. Hmm. Okay. Really? You think, uh, you think there's going to be, what, 40 people with one of those characters? Yeah. It's the truth is you ha- now have use for Malekith because before he's good in the Dark Elf book, but now he is that much better with the combined profile. Same with Carl Franz. Same with Emric uh, when you can't shoot the dragon out from underneath them. So they got that much better. And I don't know. I just think it's going to be common, but. Those aren't the lists I'm really worried about. The lists I'm going to worry about are the three plus ward save witch elf units and mm, everything yeah. like that. True, true. Yeah, it's be, it'll be interesting to see what sort of combos, broken combos, people will show up with. I'm just showing up with my Wapaka list, so that's okay. Hey, you know, play your I game. Sucked and... hard that weekend. I can suck hard <laughs> this next weekend. That's okay. Wear it like a badge. That's right. Hey, listen, Garage Hammer, the show of quality podcasting and poor gaming. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. You've done well I have previous events, and I think the big thing is, if you remember CoreCom Horror Show, uh, the tournament this year is going to play a lot like that. Mm, remind nice. me and the listeners on CoreCom Horror Show. It was uh, one of the core comp tournaments I ran uh, when core comp was still in uh, existence mm-hmm. back in seventh, and it was Dave's first tournament, and I believe he got third. I took third. I podiumed on my first GT. It yeah. Was all downhill from there. <laughs> so Horror Show was all themed to horror movies and you know some iconic scenes like Clatu mm. Verata Nikto and that's oh, right because yeah. I knew that and Joe Giroux didn't and so I stole that from him because he couldn't he didn't know the line <laughs> Jack yeah. <Cole>. so um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I have to say that whenever I mention Joe it's like it's a thing so it's okay we call him Grandpa it's no big deal and, and then and then if we're gonna do that then we gotta say how much we like Greg Dupuis oh by the way Greg Dupuis and I share a birthday. I knew I liked that guy. 
<laughs> oh, it's the same day. Huh? The same day. Wouldn't have known if it wasn't for Facebook sending me that stupid email every morning telling me whose birthday it is. <laughs> Always a good thing. Uh, but um, the this is the 13th year for Adepticon. Mm-hmm. So we are doing a lot of horror show, a lot of horror movie stuff. You know, like Friday the 13th or Halloween or stuff like that. So that's going to incorporate into the championship scenarios. Interesting. You could fix it so that uh, a VC army wins it, keeping in with that theme. Yeah. Hey, I'm in for the fix. I, I volunteer. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure you do. Hey, but... I've seen undeserving people win tournaments before. I won't mention any names. But, hey, I- I'll, I'll wow. undeservedly win one. Let's go. I- hey, I'll go for it. I'll take it. I take it. I like prizes. I like renown. I don't even mind a little controversy. So let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know what the hell's wrong with I, me today. <laughs> I, I don't know where you went with that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> David is always is often driving us to strange and unusual places on this cast. <laughs> um, well, to bring it back, uh, team tournament is on Thursday. Is that right? Uh, Friday. Oh, no, Friday. Friday right. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, anything uh, new and exciting happening with that tournament? I'm playing in it. Yay. Ah. Wait, you're playing War... You play Warhammer? Oh, I mean, I have played against you. What am I talking about? Are you bringing your all-goblin army because the only real men play all-goblin armies or whatever that nonsense is you spew every time I play your all-goblin army? Uh, no, I'm actually playing Legion. Uh, oh, boo. <laughs> the filthy Villain. undead Legion or chaos, Legions of Chaos? Legion of Chaos. Oh, oh man. Is it a Nurgle wall with a Nurgle cannon? No, gods, no. Okay. Well, Ooh. just that handy-dandy chart. Um, Sort of. Oh, yeah. yeah, speaking of which, yeah. before we get into that, what is allowed? Well, again, um, are, I mean, are you, you're not doing the uh, Chaos Ascendant stuff. Or did you allow it since you decided to play it? No, no. Okay, I'm just checking. Hey, I'm playing it. Screw it. The fix is in. No, no. Uh, Chaos Ascendant is a scenario special rule. Okay. Um, so for most of the events at Adepticon, we are not going to be using it. Um, and then we are not allowing the Archeon End Times book because it's not going to come out in time because we're obviously past the deadline. What happens if uh, – you and I have chatted about this a little bit. If someone accidentally shows up with that book intending to use it. Because that's happened in years past. That is. That did happen with the ONG book. Um, However, that will not happen. Uh, I will have to apologize to people, but we're way past our deadline. So please do not show up with Grimgor Incarnate of Beasts, Chris. Um, (laughs) I was planning on it, to be honest. I I was going to force your hand. Well, no. Okay. Um, but the rest of the end times books are in just no end times magic again for most of the events. So, oh, that's right. Gashek's running that total end times bring it all thing, the right? Pure end times tournament. Yeah, and we'll get to that one. But um, so the Friday team tournament uh, is being run by Scott Tipsord and Rick Fisher again this year. Um, so that'll be on Friday all day, and that we do have a lot of people playing in. Um, I forget the actual number of teams that we have, but it's going to be quite substantial this year. It's usually about 100 or so, isn't it? About 100-ish teams, yeah. So that's you know 200-ish people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good event. It's some people's favorite event of the weekend. 
And rightly so. It's, just, it's, it's a lot it is, of fun. It is a fun event. It's, uh, I wish I could play in it, but what are you going to do? Hmm. I can't. I, I can't get there until about ten o'clock Friday morning. So you will be well underway. All right. So I'll just show up and walk around and talk to people and distract them from their games and make what general news nice. to myself. Go over well, and sit always, down and talk to Carrie Ann while she's trying to work. And there's always like next that. year. Yeah. Um, I know Adepticon had put out an announcement about um, like overall prize being a trip to like the Caribbean or Cancun or something like that. What? Yeah, that's for the 40K. Oh, that has nothing to do with fantasy. No, that's Geek Nation's thing with the uh, 40K events. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm happy to hear that then. <laughs> no, I've talked to our uh, prize and sponsorship guys extensively. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly care for big prizes um, in general. Uh, if you've played at my tournaments, you know that it's more about your achievement and being recognized for it instead right. of getting a pile of crap that you're just going to put on eBay. I totally agree. And, it, you know, having like a, a money prize or a big uh, stack of merchandise or whatever, it sort of changes, I think, it, it the dynamics. It brings out the worst of, the of certain base. people. It does. It really does. When, when, when actual money's on the line, it brings out mm-hmm. the worst in some people. Yeah. And my big thing is I want to recognize the everyman that comes to this tournament because my big thing is the guy that wins it should have just as much fun as the guy that comes in last place. So I like that approach. That's why we do the best in race, because there are some people that are just not going to do as well. So does that mean uh, uh, you'll have a different award for best high elf versus best uh, host of the Eternity King or what have you? It's going to be best elven host. And okay. So the Elven hosts is going to have competition, but realistically, unfortunately, we're not going to see a lot of the hosts of the Asterian. We're not going to see hosts of the Phoenix King because mm-hmm. all that filth money belongs in the host of the Eternity King. Oh yeah, God, you know, I almost, I, I kind of almost want to see a, a tournament saying, "Nah, no Eternity King. You got to at least stick with the two lesser kings, the Asterian and the." And the Phoenix King. The I think King. as time goes on, you'll start to see those other ones. It's just the Eternity King list is just an, an You're obvious You're not going to see those other two as long as there's an Eternity King choice. Because it basically is like, hey, this is the best. It's, it's so obviously better. No, I, I disagree. I no think over time, I think over time you will see those. Because it is it is such an obvious choice. There are going to be a lot of people out there that say, I'm, you know what? I'm not going to take the easy road. I'm going to try something different. I think there are you are going to see that over time. Yeah, but right now it is the hot choice. It is. And you know what? That's just the way it is. But it'll be okay. It'll work out in the end. Realistically, end times will probably get a year on the circuit and then probably fall by the wayside if ninth doesn't kill it. So mm-hmm. who knows? True, true. Well, I, I let's hope it doesn't drop too fast. I'm painting and building all these damn Tomb King models if they take away my Undead Legions that's a lot of stuff going on the shelf well just play Tomb Kings then Tomb Kings is a lot of fun actually they do seem like fun I remember when that book came out I really wanted to play it I'm like I handicapped myself enough (laughs) 
Uh, question with yeah. you for you guys in terms of logistics. Uh, I know a lot of tournaments have started picking up uh, war score as an option to do the the scoring and everything. Uh, is that something that you guys have considered, or are you sticking with the the tried and true system of years past? I'm willing to look at war score. Just I don't want to use it for the first time in something so big. Mm-hmm. It's so easy, Carrie. It's so I good. Know, but especially because um, Thursday night, Alex has to. Uh, finish doing all the scoring for me because I've got to go back to Rockford for class mm-hmm. and uh, trying to teach someone how to use something that I don't even know how to use seems not the greatest idea. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. Uh, if it's if it's any if it helps paint the picture for you, uh, Ryan Nickel hosted a tournament uh, a one dare at his house, and uh, he had his wife who had never done any scoring, you know, certainly not to the experience, amount of experience that you, that you have. He had her do all the, the what are you entry. Trying to say, Chris? I'm just saying that it's He's, easy to hey, pick up. Some That's people all. have experience, and you just saying your wife's very experienced. In war have, score. What? In war score. Hey, <laughs> hey. You're, taking back, you're taking us back to that weird place, David. <laughs> <laughs> I live here. Join me. No, no. The thing is, um, just with how Carrie and I operate, um, we like to know doctor. what <laughs> nothing. I'm just, just I wow. said, ignore me. <laughs> okay. So just how we operate. We like to know how the whole process works top yeah. to bottom because we built it ourselves. We know how it works. We know how to fix it with war score. Neither of us feel really comfortable on that technical level as computer people to if something went wrong with it we don't know how to fix it no i hold hold on on is somebody eating something (laughs) okay i swear to god it sounds like a dog drinking water in the microphone that would actually be very close to truth okay Um, dogs licking alex's hand okay I i thought i heard something and i get people give me grief all the time it's like i heard you eating on the air and i was gonna vomit i'm like what the hell is this noise no, no, that okay. would be me being okay. <laughs> okay, I thought I thought you had the water dish like right next to the mic. I'm like the dog is drinking water next to the microphone. Okay, no, but okay. in any event, um, sorry about that. We can go back. You, you, you can ask your question now, Chris. I just I, <laughs> back to our regular program. Sorry, okay. no, I, I hear you uh, in terms of um, making that switch because with uh, with bits, we we haven't made that switch uh, officially either. So. Um, you know, if you, if you have a system in place that works for you, yeah, I can totally understand sticking with it. Just thumbs up. We just with so many tournaments switching to War Score, we figured we'd uh, pose the question. Yeah, and a lot of people like it, and it's not that we don't dislike it or anything it's, like that. It's so just, you don't dislike it? Is that what you just said? Or it's not that we don't like it. <laughs> it's not that we don't like it. <laughs> it's a program. Yeah. And Bill put in a lot of work, and it deserves all the praise that it gets. It's just how we operate. We prefer to know the thing because we've built it. We know how to fix it. So that's honestly, starting the summer, I'll have tons of more time on my hands. So Mm -hmm. once I really have the time to sit and go through it and really know how it works backwards and forwards and everything like that, then I would be fine using it. Just right now, I don't really have the time to do it. Makes sense. Yeah, it'll make sense. You, it, if if it helps any, Alex, you should like run like a mini one day at your place as kind of a dry run. Well, we can talk about that. 
Um, that's okay. certainly an option. So, excellent. And then uh, outside of the, let's see, we talked about the team, the championships. There's also the big brawl slash how you use it. Yeah, there is uh, the return of the 3K big brawl. Um, mm-hmm. Scott and Rick are running that one again. Uh, well, I ran it last year. They're taking it this year. So it's 3,000 points. Um, it does use the a modified uh, 15... 20 or something. I forget what the exact chart is, but it does use that. The more points you get, the more points you get as opposed to the win loss draw. Oh, um, I see the 20 O type system. So it's a sliding scale. Yeah. It's a sl- Thank you. See, good job. You contributed positively. Yay. <laughs> oh, well, I, I'm glad I was able to help out on my show. There we go. No, no, that was great. You definitely redeemed yourself for previous stuff, but um, wow! <laughs> love you, Dave. Good job, buddy. <laughs> I'm so glad I was able to do something positive. <laughs> anyway, oh my so, god, I'm going to get hate mail today. Please, God, take that out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. um, the we're using a sliding scale, um, and that's going to be three thousand points. Uh, we are allowing Grand Army special rules. For this, uh, we're going to try that out, see if that makes a difference, especially with the end time stuff. Um, oh, wow. Man, it's Armageddon. Chris, yeah, you could take like 900 bolt throwers. Holy crap, Chris, think how many war machines you could fit in your York and Goblin army. You know, if I were to do that, I think I'd want to try eight pump wagons. <laughs> it's eight, isn't it? In, in, in the... Oh, my God. I am totally rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take the dumbest choices ever. Pump wagons are good. But they are good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take two no, coven thrones. And moving on. Right. So, um, but All the that big good thing, stuff I did with sliding scale, yeah, just ruined it. I got you. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's just they're coven thrones. But um, And then we have the two 1,000-point how-you-use-it, which are you know pretty simple, pretty straightforward, just... Show up, play some games, have fun. You can get in six games of Warhammer in one day. Um, so those are going to be simple. Carrie and I are running those. And what what days are those events happening on? Thursday. Both on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, before we move on to the other events that we're adding this year, um, I was listening to last episode, Dave, and somebody decided to paint a thousand zombies. Oh, yeah, you heard that, did you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I yes. Completely yes, I it is. It is happening. Okay. Well, so you know. Okay, so they're not going to be done in two weeks. I'm throwing that out there. Uh. I'm, I'm not expecting you to paint a 1,000, maybe 500. Oh. But um, oh. in all seriousness, um, we are going to be doing the Secret Agent again this year. Yee. Ooh, Nice. My favorite scenario. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. We're going to – this one's it's a little different than what it's been in the past. Um, we This year, um, the Northern Illinois Warhammer community had a big loss losing uh, Jeff Baxendale this year. Oh, right. Yep. Yes. And Jeff is the originator for this scenario. He's the mm. one that talked me through this and how to do it. Um, so – we have to do it for Jeff. 
Interesting. Oh, I, I I didn't know that it, that he had a hand in that. So that is. Yeah, incorrect. that was his scenario, and we couldn't not do it this year. And then mm-hmm. Dave puts the icing on the cake with the zombie challenge. <laughs> there you go. Well, one final question before we let you go. Um, is there any events that you could recommend to people uh, outside of fantasy? Because Adepticon has so much going on, it's easy to kind of uh, miss a lot if, you, you know, if you're not everywhere at the same time. We haven't even talked about all the fantasy events yet, Chris. Well, there's more. Okay. There's more. Um, Thursday, in addition to the Big Brawl, in addition to the f- two flights of how you use it, Joe Rogers of Point Hammered fame is running the Raj Podge at Adepticon this year, um, which is the 1,000-point random team, random partners team tournament on Thursday. Um, so that's going to be a big addition this year. Really excited to have him uh, and the tournament in general because it is a great mixer-type event. Just come in, meet a whole bunch of different people, play a lot of games, have fun. Um, and then Friday, the Unstable Dice Podcast is doing their End Times Tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they're working on a whole bunch of different terrain for these games, and they are using the full End Times stuff. So End Times Magic and all that stuff is uh, getting put in. So, And then Andrew Sherman of Ohio Hammer Infamy is running uh, – the regiments are renowned and um, like a 500-point event uh, two of the nights of Adepticon. So we have a lot of fantasy going on in one weekend. That is a lot. That's a ton of events over the course of four days. And it sounds like Thursday is now uh, you know, a must-attend. There's a lot going on. Friday. It is. It really is. We there's a lot of stuff going on, not just in our room, but across the whole uh, convention area. And we have a lot of area this year. I'm so pissed. I tried to get out on Thursday, but with the strike and with us making up days, I can't get two days out like that. Yeah. No, it's tough. It is a, a big stretch to ask people to commit to five to six days, mm-hmm. you know, given traf- or, uh, travel and everything like that to commit to Adepticon. It is a very daunting thing that we're doing. But there's, there is so much. I mean, because even outside of that, there's the Super Bowl, there's the, the Blood Bowl, the two days of Blood Bowl, uh, Kings of War's got stuff, people who played Saga. I know a lot of them, friends, there's Sagas out there. You've got what? It's War Machine is still starting like Thursday and running 24 hours a day, like till the end, like through the four days, right? Yeah, they have. Those people are psychotic. I mean, God um, bless you, but it's there's some insanity running in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They have a spot outside of a given room on the second floor of the convention center that they're going to be running all night. Um, So they're going to be all over the place. We've obviously got Saga with the Grand Nationals coming in. Um, Then we've got a bunch of other games. Um, Board gaming is going to be a big thing this year. Um, Now, now that's running the whole time, right? It used to be like Sunday night for the people who stayed, Sunday night board gaming, but they're going to... There's going to be, like, the board game area is just going to be open, right? Yeah. They're doing a board game area. They're doing board game demos all throughout the convention um, and trying new different games. We've always had that, but this year it's going to be 
a little more so. So, um, and then as far as like other miniature games, um, Relic Knights, if people have not uh, tried that out, it's kind of like a sci-fi anime over the top from Soda Pop Miniatures. Um, they've got a lot of events just getting their name out and promoting their product because they had their big Kickstarter that finished up last year. Um, Wild, West Ec- Wild West Exodus. Uh, yeah. There's a ton of stuff going on at Adepticon this year. And if you're looking for a good board game and you've not tried it yet, Smash Up, in all seriousness, that is the game. Smash oh. Up, huh? Yeah. So it's just there is more stuff to do at Adepticon than there has ever been. And, you know, we're going to be better for it. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm looking at the, the new venue alone is enough to get me super excited because that's a great hotel. I've been there for other other things. It and is it's, a great it's hotel. built for conventions. It's not and it, you know, plus it's a hotel, but is it's there, built for is conventions. There, are there a lot of places to eat around there? I oh, mean, tons. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, cuz I don't remember the exact location. I don't know if it was near the mall or whatever. It's right by IKEA, right off the highway. Oh, seriously, so it is. It's like yeah. right by the mall. Oh, it's that place. Yeah, the big white building. Oh, yeah, holy the crap. Big white building with the fountain in front of it that yep. looks way too fancy for a bunch of nerd gamers. Right. Um Oh, dude, we so- could go to IKEA and get meatballs too. We could do that. Dude, uh, IKEA's- there's um there's a restaurant in the hotel, which is actually pretty good, too. Sam and Harry's, I think, a steakhouse. Yeah, but that's, you know, a couple – that's an easy $100 bill. Right. Um, well, huh. Dave's buying, so – No, I'm going over to Ikea. Anyway, anything else we need to cover? Um, looking forward to the, the weekend. It's in less than two weeks now. Um, it's creeping up a lot sooner than it has in years past. Again, with the date move. Mm. Um, so it's going to be um, – it's going to be a good year, I think. Just, uh, I think we've had a lot more logistical headaches, like rules-wise, coming into it than we've had in years past, especially with the end time stuff. Mm-hmm. So we had to make a lot of rules calls that we've not had to think of before. Um, again, because GW didn't come out with a really meaningful FAQ. Right. So right. we did have to develop our own and answer a lot of questions that – we're maybe not ever going to see happen, but we have to make sure we address it. Oh, yeah. Well, looking forward to how, seeing how everything shakes out, and uh, I'm getting pumped. Me too. Yeah. So, all right. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll definitely see you guys in person in about two weeks. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, thanks for having us. We Thank really you appreciate very much it. for having us. Always. You're welcome Carrie anytime. Ann, you're welcome on anytime you want. You can bring Alex, too. <laughs> I guess, if you guys really want him. Well. <laughs> wow. That, All right. That, that big roaring, oh, yes, we need Alex. Uh, wow. Right. Holy yeah. crap. I bet that makes you just feel wonderful, huh? You have no idea. It was. It's a very special feeling. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Uh, no, seriously, guys, thanks for coming on. Thanks for giving us the lowdown. And everybody else, I mean, yeah, by the time this is airing, we will see you shortly at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. So, folks, we will be back in a few minutes with more tournament coverage. Uh, we'll be right back.
Marine folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mierce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish-level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com, and seriously, guys, you'll be glad you did. We are back, we are back, we are back, 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 back. Dwellers below, we're back. All right, and hey, we're not just back. We're back with a vengeance, like Jaws 3 or whatever the hell it was called. And guess who's with us, Chris? You? Chris? Who's uh, with, with us? <laughs> that wasn't the answer. I was directing the question towards you. But now they've already heard. You guys have ruined this for me! It's so much for timing. <laughs> Taking this show right down the crap hole really fast. Grant Fetter, handsome man Grant Fetter. What's going on, brother? Hey, how are you? Fantastic. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I, I always love joining with you guys. Ooh, all right. I like hearing that. All right. Blood in the Sun 5. Oh, my gosh. Five years. I can't believe it. I it, can't believe it. No kidding, huh? Yeah, it's, it's it, gone by fast. I still remember the phone call I got. Like It was like what? It was literally like a couple of days after you got back from Wapaka because I was at uh, I was at Panda Express with my kids because it was my daughter's birthday and she wanted Panda for some ungodly reason. And there we were, and you're calling, and my wife's like, "We're trying to have dinner." I'm like, "It's just grand. I got a yeah, I already got a date, and I booked a venue." What? He's like, "Yeah, we got to get this figured out." I'm like, "We got to get this figured out." Do you have a term? I think we're calling it Blood in the Sun. I was like, "Seriously." He's like, no, dude, if that's the date. We got it. I was just like, I still remember the day you called me because it was like you got back from Wapaka. We had done a show, you, me, and Christopher. You were saying how much you loved Wapaka. And like days later, you're like, oh, I got a venue and we're, we're booking these dates. Well, that's, I mean, that that's how it happens. I mean, look at some of the other tournaments that, um, you know, Steve Herner did Holy Wars, which is from all the feedback. And I'm really Sad that I couldn't go from all the feedback was amazing. Yeah, it, was uh, good. It, it, it just, you know, it comes from an inspiration. You just get that one inspiration and you go. And okay, and, most and of us come back from Wapaka with a new idea for an army. You came back from Wapaka and started a whole tournament within a week. So I'm just saying, <laughs> some of us, some of us, you know, some of us put our feet in the water and some of us dive in head first. Well, I, I had some experience in the past running events, so. Oh, I'm not saying you didn't, but I was just like, <laughs> damn. Like, literally, you were like, you were at my house recording the show, 
six days earlier saying, I would love to run an event like that. And then that within a week, yeah, I got a date. So I'm booking this place. This place is fantastic. I was like, holy crap. So bits five. What's the theme on this one this year? Staying alive. Gotcha. Little Bee Gees, huh? <laughs> you know, every every year we've had uh, it's rhymed. So yes, well, Blood in the Sun two was Summer Voodoo. Blood in the Sun three. I have to change oh under the sea. Oh, that's right, Chapman under the sea. Under the sea. Blood in the Sun four or bits four. The the Heroes of War or Legends of War. Legends, Legends of, War. of War. Oh, that's right. right? Chris Yu was reading out all the. The tickets for the raffle that year and trying to make rhymes and <laughs> oh that was that was interesting. That was special. <laughs> Bits five, staying alive, where Chris Yu wears a a leisure suit. Wait, how did I <laughs> I swear if I was thin, if I was thin, I would go out to the I'd go and find me a white suit and I would totally tie dye it and just show up like that. But Fat people you, don't you look good. You still can. Yeah. Still you know can. what a fat man in a white suit looks like besides the ice cream man? Elvis? The Michelin tire man. No, don't don't start with Elvis, man. Ray. No. Ray. <laughs> marshmallow man. It's the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Or the Michelin tire. I've been called it, the Michelin tire man. It's hurtful. So Bits so Five yeah. staying alive. So yeah, are you are are you, so the theme is the disco seventies? Is that what we're doing? Well, it ties in a couple of ways. It is the disco 70s. Uh, it also revolves a little bit around the revival of Nagash and, and the undead uh, staying alive. Oh, I uh, see what you did there. Uh-huh. Also, a little tie in to the, um, hey, you know, the world isn't ending, although it's the end times. You know, Warhammer is going to keep going and we're, you know, we're staying alive and we're going to keep it thriving. So uh, it's a little play on all three of those. Very nice. Very nice. So, okay. So then, but do you have like, I mean, every year you've sort of had little themey stuff. You had, um, you know, Enchantment Under the Sea. You told people to come, you know, like sort of dressed up in whatever they thought fit that. Uh, there was the Joe Flesh came in the coconut bra and thing like that. Um, last year you had the theme with the good and dark. Uh, I believe if I'm, I believe I'm correct. Chris, you, you were the light, and Chris was the dark. Was that it? I believe uh, I was the light, and Grant was the dark. And I believe the light won. No offense, yeah. Grant. I just, you know, I think Chris, you beat yeah, you that yeah. there. Just for the record, you know, before I, I'm not saying anything. It was just, you know, I was sitting talking with him the night before the thing when he was getting ready. He's like, "Oh, I'm totally going to whoop Grant's ass. I got all the right players." Oh. So I, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Just. <laughs> So what's the theme this year then, or or do you have a theme, or are you working on a theme? What's what do we got? Yeah, well, and that'll definitely be clarified to everybody in the emails when you do register for Blood in the Sun. Um, you do start getting a few emails, which uh, all the participants will start getting soon, and they'll update them on uh, you know what they should expect, what sort of uh, you know, dress they should bring if they do want to dress up and be in the spirit of the event, and what does staying alive mean to us, and what does it mean to them, and how is it going to impact the scenarios. Um, this year, uh, we will have themed scenarios around them. Uh, probably not a light and dark, but uh, th- there'll be something interesting that goes along with it, I'm sure. 
Okay, so so okay, but you guys are working on it. So I'm not. Uh, no spoilers. No garage hammer uh, special announcements yet. You guys are still. Ah, uh, man, see, looking for the looking for the inside <laughs> insider check. information. You'll have it when it comes out. I get yeah yeah. I get no specials. Okay, I got you. I got you. There are some cool new things uh, coming back again. We do have a bits exclusive miniature that's going to be made this year. Uh, oh, is it another horror show mini? Is is already working on that from Horror Show Minis. That's right. And in fact, he's actually going to be joining us this year for a sculpting class. So 10 Ooh. participants will have the ability to sign up for a personalized sculpting class by Aaron. And um, he's going to keep it to 10 spots because he wants to keep it very uh, hands-on and very personalized to skill levels. So he's willing to work with people who are uh, you know, very beginning all the way through, you know, people who, you know, may already have some skill with the green stuff. So it's going to be a great opportunity. We don't have the cost exactly set yet. He is going to get back to me for cost, but we're, we're looking, um, uh, we're not talking about $50 for a class here. It's going to be cheaper than that. And um, $49.95. $9.95 for 30 minutes of time. No. It's, uh, he's gonna, <laughs> what is this? A, a dirty talk line? Oh. Uh, he's going to run, um, I believe the class is going to be an hour, hour and a half, but then he has volunteered for those people in that class to stay after the class and bring their own projects that they're already working on and bounce ideas off him and work side by side with him on their own projects as well. So oh, nice. uh, I, I, I think that's awesome. I mean, for me, 35 bucks just to, to bring, you know, however much that is going to be just to bring my you know, projects that I'm working on that I'm stuck and I've got a, a brain fart on and I can't figure out what to do next uh, and to have some help with that. I mean, that, that's worth it right there. Totally. So that I think cool. that's going to be an awesome. That's going to be an awesome addition for those of you who haven't seen Aaron's uh, work. I'm sure you could go back into old show posts and look at some of that, Dave. I know you've put some links up of Aaron's work. Yeah, and you know what I'll, I'll try to do is I'll try to at least get a link to the to the show that he was on with Brian Steele because a lot of his pictures are up there. And if I'm too lazy to cut and paste all the pictures, I'll put up the link to that. Or follow him on Twitter, Horror Show Minis. Oh I yeah, think is, is his handle. He's I mean, he's probably one of the best green sculpt green stuff sculptors I've ever seen. Oh, he's no, he's top notch. In fact, if if I could, if I want to say episode twenty nine, I know it was a long time ago, but twenty eight or twenty nine when he was on with Brian Steele and we had a lot of their work up, and that's when he had that weird sort of masked face Slanesh looking demon right. thing, and I was yep. just like, I mean, dude, that's. I mean, that's something else. I mean, that's way beyond just kid bashing or coming up with stuff. Yeah, this he's is, sculpting these from scratch. This is free sculpting in insanity. It's, I mean, seriously, if you if you even are remotely interested in sculpting and learning uh, stuff from basics to advanced stuff, it, I mean, if Aaron's offering a class, take it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not going to take it because I could call him up and have him come over to the house any weekend. And honestly, if there's only 10 spots, I'm not going to hog one up with someone I could call and have him over to the house and he could teach me stuff in exchange for a meal, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, right. Uh, yeah, if you if you are interested, I mean, seriously, I didn't realize that this was a go 
I'm telling yep. people right yep. now, as soon as as soon as Grant gets you that email saying that that's up to do, sign up because he's he. And you know what? He's really Aaron. Just he's such a soft-spoken guy. He's really sort of he's very patient. Like he's you know when he's showing me how to do things, it's very patient. Very he's a good teacher. So yeah, he's he's very excited about this too. He's actually already done a couple of classes that he uh, saw as you know, prep classes for this class. So he's excited and, you know, is only doing 10 spots this year and wants to grow it in the future uh, as a part of the, the bits crew. Um, cool. So yeah, also we have the five man club challenge returning. So last year we've talked about it a couple of times, but the, five man club challenge was a huge success last year. Everybody who played in it loved it. I've had several people ask if it's still happening this year because they really had a ball in it. Uh, some people did not have a club and they came and they joined in on it. And they, we had actually one of the clubs was basically a collection of people who didn't have a club, but really wanted to. It's like, and, it's like the guys at PACA who don't have a thing. And then Raj bear and Johnny just all just take a third of them and make them a team. Literally. It, just, it was, yeah, it was great. It, it was so much fun. It was lighthearted. The scenarios were all over the place, letting uh, uh, really given the whole event that 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 fun kind of theme and, and giving us in the Midwest. We don't have a whole lot of events that are team based where it allows you to match up armies against each other allows a captain to assign pairings and you know one team picks one matchup the next team picks the other matchup it's uh, it's a lot of fun so that's definitely something to get involved in and creates a weekend long event instead of just a grand tournament this becomes a uh a, a holiday celebration <laughs> of warhammer and miniature wargaming it really does so uh, yeah, the five man club challenge. It's on again, everybody who's listening, get your four buddies together and come on out for the club challenge. And you do not have to be involved in the grand tournament to be involved in this. So if some of your buddies are not involved in the weekend grand tournament, but are available on Friday, tell them they can come out and they can take place in this event and uh, scooch back out for the weekend. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. If don't have a team of five. You can come solo or with a couple of people and uh, be a merc, and we'll find a team for you. Yep. Definitely. Cool. Cool. So, listen, Grant. I got a couple of quick questions. Yes. I know we talked about it a little bit uh, last time when you were on, but as you've moved along, you got it more finalized. Um, excuse me. Some of the rules you have, you are allowing special characters, but yes, you got special. That you you the limit is under five hundred, so it's a four ninety nine cap. Four ninety nine is the cap for special characters, and that's that's everybody. So it's not just end time characters. It's not. It's just special characters across the board are capped at four hundred ninety nine points. So any special characters that are five hundred points or higher are eliminated from bits for this year. And you know that that's. I think that's fair. I mean, there are some characters who are five hundred or more who aren't going to break the game, right? But it's a that I think. And I, I'm not 100% certain, but I know we talked about this a little bit on the last show, but what the hell do I remember from show to show? Um, I think 500 was the point where, where you guys all kind of agreed that that's where some of the char- some of the more game-changing characters start to show up at 500. That's where you get your Bellacore. Is it 500? Isn't he at 500? 
Yeah, he's at 500. And yeah, so guys like that and some of, some of your worst guys start there. So it wasn't just an arbitrary, hey, 500 sounds like a good number. That's like that's where some of the more broken stuff starts to show up. Do I have that correct? Yeah, that's that's correct. I mean, you've got to put the breaking point somewhere, uh, and you, and you don't have to. There are some events that are running full end times, uh, but for this year, uh, for our compact for this year, we're going to uh, do that. As well as uh, we're not limiting really anything else from contention. So anything that's really out in print is uh, fair game. Now I'm going to put a caveat to that, that we will be clarifying that we're, we're going to be meeting over the next couple of weeks and putting together a better statement of what is included. So no storm of chaos armies from uh seventh edition or sixth edition, whatever, are not going to be included, but uh, so it'll all be eighth editions things, but we are allowing a lot of things, including even the uh, Warriors and Chaos Dwarf combo from the Tamarcon book, which is much less devastating than when you first hear that, you think of uh, Demon Princes and Kadais flying alongside each other, and, and that's just not, uh, it's not really even possible with that combined list. So, um, yeah, uh, just opening up a, a little bit more as far as that goes, but... I like that idea. Because yep. nobody play nobody plays that. Yep. Everybody plays just Chaos Dwarfs. Nobody plays that combined Tamarcon list. So I think that's kind of neat that you're bringing that in there. Are you doing any sort of formations or any of that stuff, or are you guys considering that? You know, that's something that will be clarified soon. Uh, I don't think we've fully decided on that. I'm not trying to put the, you in a hot seat. I'm yeah, just No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, you know, just as the game evolves and as things come out and are released, uh, we're going to see what this new book brings and what those formations are. But uh, as of right now, the general consensus is no, that formations will not be allowed. Uh, but But pretty much anything else will be. All right. Cool. Cool. Um, have you gotten any feedback or any because, like I said, with the with the five hundred point cap, I know there's got to be some people who. I mean, did you get any 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 positive or negative feedback with your five hundred point cap? Oh yeah, in, in general, it's positive. Uh, you find that uh, that there are a lot of, of paper rock scissors matchups with those larger characters. So if you just don't have the ability to, uh, you know, take a well rounded list that also can take care of those those characters, it, it becomes a paper, rock, scissors match. And, you know, some people, I mean, there was a guy at Wapaka that faced three end times characters right in a row on day one. And too. it was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, he was. In fact, those, uh, those players from what I heard, I think, wasn't it Brad and Brasca uh, and, and Brad and, and uh, yeah, Andrea. Yeah, from what I heard, they actually chipped in and bought him a bar tab because they felt so bad for him. Yeah. So just, just that overall sentiment kind of says to me, yeah, maybe we're making the right choice for for this year at least for the tournament space. Sure, absolutely. So, you know, um, Chris, do you want to add anything about that? I, I don't. Uh, you know, Chris has been uh, totally silent, and uh, you know, he's one of the the organizers of the event too. So, I don't. Chris, do you have anything to add about the five hundred point characters? He was telling me he's pissed because you're not letting him bring Malekith because that's like his uh, new, that's like his <laughs> new best yep. friend, but quiet you uh no nothing nothing really to add just uh, some people have you know specific agendas that were wiped away when we made that the 500 point as the cutoff uh, you know things like orion and some other characters um, oh yeah he's like 600 points isn't he orion i, I don't i honestly don't know i just know that he didn't make the cut so um, oh yeah you know, i can see it, that because he's really not that bent but he's over five i could see people being like why can't i bring him 
Right. But just about I mean, anybody who uh, who did have was intending to bring the gash or uh, one of the large characters basically said, oh, oh, well, for this tournament, I'll just bring something different. So <laughs> it's it's really about that change and about having different compacts and different types of events that you want to yeah. go to. You go to Holy Wars, you, you can bring everything that you want and you're going to be facing everything there. Whereas uh, at our event, uh, that, those aren't things that you're going to yeah, And I don't, I don't honestly, I don't, I don't think no Nagash and, or no Nagash or no, no uh, Carl friends. I don't think that's a deal breaker for anybody at this point. Like, you know, nobody said, I can't bring Carl friends. I'm not going to that tournament. You're not hearing that. People are hearing that going, okay, that's reasonable. I mean, everybody yep. knows that that's, that's, that, those are some hard as nails things that nobody really wants to face. I mean, I don't know anybody who look and say, "Hey, give me, you know, give me three games in a row." Like nobody's looking for that, so everybody understands. I think the larger point of contention is the minus five comp score. If you do take one of the uh, combined armies, one of the the legions armies, or one of the end times armies, we'll oh, call that's them. Right, that's right. Why don't you explain yeah. that in case anybody didn't hear it last time? Because I, I I totally forgot about it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, at bits we have a player judged comp. So so really it's it's scored based on um, how your opponents uh, rate your army, as well as some some basic questions like would you play this army again? Did you feel like this army was built with uh, you know with fun in mind or as a beat stick? I mean, there's some specific questions, not just purely subjective, but. This is going to give you a minus five. I believe it's out of 30 or 40 total points that you can get for comp. It'll give you a minus five off of that just from the start if you're taking one of those. So if and I here, take my undead legions, yep. I'm at a minus. I'm, I'm, I'm down five. You're down five to start. Okay. And here's why. Uh, we, we did have some feedback because people said, well, what if I bring a soft one of those armies? And I said, you know, that is valiant, and that's a great idea, but if you are bringing a soft list, one of those, there's two things. A, you're probably not that worried about your total end score. And maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but you're probably not that concerned about what your end result score is at the end of the day. Um, you know, you're probably there just to have fun and have some cool things happen with your army if you're truly bringing really fluff choices. But the larger point is, is that that those armies add so much on top of their, uh, we'll call them true army book counterparts, that they will bring you back those five points in a game. I mean, I, I played a game against Len, TK Lenny, the other day on Universal Battle, and the Legion of, or the Reign of Chaos table alone, you just get that by changing your list from a warrior's list to a legion of chaos list, that table alone took out probably 500 points of his army. Oof. Yeah. That's and the thing. And that, yeah. The, I mean, the, I really hate the new table. I mean, can I just say that? <laughs> you know what? Because the but you old, haven't used it yet. You haven't used it. I've, I've, then you'll love it. No, but I'm, I'm, that's not the point. The point is the old table. It was chaotic. It could go either way. There was the, and I get what's going on. You know, normally the chaos gods they have their rivalries and they might mess with each other, 
end times, they are all working together, unified, so that chaos table, all of those weaknesses go away. But damn, once all those weaknesses go away, it's kind of brutal to your opponent. It really is. So I can see what you're saying. Heck, my, uh, my VC or my Undead Legions list for Paca was my VC list with a casket. Like, that's all I added was a casket. So that casket's right. going to, you know, if I kept it similar to that, that casket would cost me five five points in, in, well, did, in your did system. Did your general die in any games? Uh, yes. So isn't there a difference between Legion and... Oh, yeah, right there. Yeah, I don't crumble. I mean, the fact that I don't crumble. crumble. And, dude, an extra couple of power die. I mean, you know how many times we had games. It's like, and Chris, you know it because you've played more against me than anybody else. If I have six decent magic phases, I could probably, at the very least, draw, if not win my games. If my magic phases crap out, I'm in trouble. Those extra two dice a turn are, I mean, World seriously? Games. Yeah. If I had a choice between the five-point comp hit or giving up the casket, I think I'm taking the five-point comp hit just because <laughs> that yep. casket, I mean, that casket has saved my bacon in the in the few games I've played. And if it doesn't save my bacon, it I mean, that was the thing when I played Carl Friends at Wapaka. The first two turns, he was flying around trying to get at the casket and take the casket out to stop it from attacking him and giving me extra dice, which means if you're attacking the casket, you're not wiping out my other characters and stuff. So, yeah, totally worth the five points to me, even to, even though my army's only a single model difference. And you're right. I, I don't crumble. I get other little bonuses like that, so... At the end of the day, really, it's the result that we're after. And what is the result of this going to be is that it's going to make people think when constructing their armies, well, maybe I should take this choice instead of this because it's seen as a little bit fluffier and uh, my opponents are not going to ding me on my comp score as much. And and that's really what it is. Bits is by no mean a fluffy tournament. I mean, you're going to see a whole range of armies from the fluffiest of the fluff to the meanest of the mean. And that's just always the way it has been. Yeah, because you are going to have some people who are going to say, screw it, if I'm taking a five-point comp ding, I'll just take all the comp dings, and I'm just going to take filth. <laughs> right. but I mean, again, you know, meals not, meals, meals not showing up fluffy because of five points. Meals going to go, well, I need to bring the hardest thing I can find because I need to make up them points. That's what he's going to say. That was a terrible meal impression. Oh, really? I thought I was dead on. Yeah, see, there you go. Neil, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry for for you, for Dave's impression. Hey, I love Neil. Wow. I just I can't do that accent. I mean, he's. I mean, that's not a country whose accent I've got down pat. Let's face it. I don't even have my own accent down pat. So, yeah, yeah. So, and we do have. We've got. 75 people already signed up out of 100. Oh, yeah, uh, it's yeah. great. The um, uh, the people from all over, again, some new names that I've never, I you know, I feel like as a part of this community that I know just about everybody. And there's names showing up that I have no clue who they are. And it, it, it really excites me. Shows that the word gets out about this tournament, that people are still growing the hobby and are inviting other people to these events. But you got, so you've got like, you got a, a couple, you got a couple dozen spots left though, right? Yes. Yeah, so we, we can fit a hundred people. So yeah, we've got 25 spots that we can still fill. All right, folks. So sign up. I'm going to be there. The skull bros are going to be there. G- handsome man, grand fetter, Chris, you, um, 
You got uh, you got. Uh, I mean, a lot of the Illinois guys are going to be. Dude, it's going to be a fun time. Seriously, there's more show minis. Yeah. He'll be there as well. Yeah, jump. Yeah, so. I, I, yeah, I I want to see this thing full up because it gets it gets kind of crazy when it gets full up. You know, I have a vested interest in seeing more people be there. You know, I think in the past we've had it fill up and then just have people drop over time, and because of that, we imposed this year a really it's just a a tournament tease fee and a lot of the tournaments have started doing that where hey if you sign up and you drop even if it's the next day you're uh, you're giving up like fifteen dollars and it's because you're taking a spot that somebody else who could have made future plans to go might not have signed up for if the event was full so i i think it's done exactly what it has we've had zero drops since the signups which is amazing. So signups are a little slower, but there's no drops. People are making sure no they're going to be yeah. there. Yeah, right, yeah. That works. So it's exactly what uh, what we wanted it to do, and uh, I look forward to seeing it fill up over the next couple of weeks. I, I imagine after Adepticon, it is going to start. Oh, sure, everyone's on their hobby happy. buzz. They're looking for the next big yeah. thing. Wait, yeah. What are the dates? Tell people the dates. June twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth, and it's in Northbrook. Illinois, that's just north of Chicagoland, just north of the airport. If uh, Last year we had several people fly in, so it is you know, probably about 15, 20 minutes away from the airport there. And uh, if, you, if, you, if you do wind up flying out and you need a ride, just let one of us know. I'm sure one of us can come, uh, come grab you from the airport. And yeah, i got to pick up Cranky. Yeah, even if you come in a, a day earlier... Let us know. I mean, we, yeah, have, we, make we have people that come in Thursday and uh, come game over at my house, and then that kind of kicks off the weekend. So it's 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 a whole weekend festival for us of craziness, and it goes by so quickly. Yeah. All right. So the, hotel, the, the hotel is all set up, too. The hotel is all set up for uh, reservations. They have a code already. So it's BIS5. or Yeah, BIS5 is what it is. It's that's the code for signing up for no the tea. Poor nope. tea. It's blood in the sun. That's it. Yep. <sighs> and yeah, that's really all you need to know. Check it out. Blood in the dot com. All right. Uh, you, you guys have a cheesy commercial that I'm sure you'll be playing somewhere during this section. So it mentions blood in the dot com. That's where you need to check it out is uh, www dot com. Cool. So listen, Grant. I got, I got, uh, I got like just two more questions here that I got uh, worked up here. Um, I had uh, the uh, where, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong list. Here we go. Uh, your painting score. How are you doing your uh, painting checklist this year? I know you had a lot of feedback last year. And uh, how how are we doing painting this year? Yeah, it. You know, last year's was actually pretty darn good. We pride ourselves on the painting scores because we do have three people rate every single army. You, you, you hear feedback from other tournaments about one person or maybe, maybe there's three judges and those three judges each judge a third of the armies. So you have subjective paint judging and, and even with specific points where it'll say, does this army have freehand? 
one paint judge may not see freehand as the same as the other paint judge does. So you sometimes see discrepancy from judge to judge to judge. So we have three paint judges judge every single army uh, just to, to, to keep that uh, discrepancy from happening. And then this year we do have some plans. We haven't a hundred percent divvied out how we're doing it, but we do have plans to get those scores back to you as well. Cause that's one thing that we do want to do. Um, I've had some of the paint judges who've done it in the past that they would uh, offer uh, the opportunity to have people ask them afterwards, after it's been judged, hey, you know, how could I improve the score? What do you think I could do? And that's something that you don't see a lot of tournaments, but I do have a couple of people who've offered to do that. So that's something you may see as well is uh, some actual uh, feedback after the judging, which is, is uh, I think, a positive thing. So now do you have, um, now is it just a straight up, you either get these points or you don't, or do you have, I know like the Adepticon list, there's actually more points available on the sheet than your total possible, so that if you're weak in one area, you can make up in another area. Are you doing something like that, or are you more along a line of checklist and you get up to these many points and it's pretty much straight off the checklist? Yeah, it's a checklist. We okay. do a checklist style. Uh, you find that there's not quite as big of a spread between say a really well painted army and you know a really well painted gets most of the things on the checklist and the top army but there still is a little bit of spread so so we keep we keep you know some of the elite armies those armies that you see in the top 10 uh tables are probably going to get scored just a little bit higher but there's not a huge spread you're talking about maybe five points difference uh between those armies so okay. I, you see some tournaments where the 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 highest scored armies are you know they're you know fifteen twenty and I mean the, the numbers are arbitrary without knowing the whole army the whole tournament paint scale but they're they're a large separation from where you know an average or an above average army would be um, I find that w- with us you get the bulk of your points just for some pretty easy check the boxes and then your advanced skills get you a little bit of, of a bonus so the advanced skills how how specific are they i'm just and okay like um like you know do, like you mentioned freehand is it any like free do freehand cloaks count or does it have to be a specific because i think last year you had freehand it literally said freehand banners so, like, is it still, like, freehand banners or it's straight up freehand? Or, like, um, I know when I was looking at the list last year, it said uh, it has some, like, it has conversions. Like, is it just straight up you have conversions, you get the point, or do you have to have a certain levels? I, I, I'm just curious as to how you're breaking it up. It, yeah, or, a lot or, of times we do two tiers. So it'll be, do you have conversions? Bam. You get those points. And then, uh, you know, so it'll be, do you have conversions? Do you have a display board? Do you have uh, freehand? Do you have this? So yes, check the box. So if you're a check the box type of painter, you can get a majority of the points. And then there's a few more subjective ones that are higher. That is, you know, is this freehand done to, you know, an an excellent uh, percentage is the, um, that that's really the conversions are the conversions conversions done really well. Okay. Yes, Yes. So there's a, there's a, there's a there's both a quality uh, there's a quantity and a quality element in there. It's not, okay, good, good, very good. That makes me happy. Not that I do any conversions, <laughs> but whatever. I'm just I'm just trying to throw so one out sure. there. So, well, I mean, we because- do post that on the site ahead of time as well. So you do have um, you should. It's usually uh, within a month after Adepticon, we'll get posted uh, our 
packet. So it'll have at least some test scenarios in it as well as our painting rubric. So anybody who does want to paint to, you know, maximize their score and get their points, they can see what we're going to judge them on. So it's on the site. The actual sheet that's being used is on there and you can actually ask questions if you want. Hey, what do you mean by that? You know, what, what would you consider to be, uh, you know, a high level of conversion? Or if you, if you have questions ahead of time, uh, which is fun, I'm, I'm interested that more people don't do that actually is, Hey, if, you know, snap a pic of this miniature I've painted. Hey, what do you think this qualifies for high painted, uh, uh, highlights and, and I don't mind giving my feedback on that. Cool. So, well, that's why I was yeah. asking because I know some of my armies. In fact, I know like with the with uh, certain of the dwarf banners and stuff, they either come with the pre marked or like they're like you know that they're dwarven work, so they're all sorts of gold and chunky things that doesn't more totem and less banner, more totem and less exactly. So there's not as much room for freehand, but I could freehand the hell out of that cloak if I need it, you know, out of there because they're all wearing them because you know it's in this year, so. I could be doing that, so I'm just like that's why I, that's why I was asking if there's there's the more general things, you know what I'm saying? Because um, you know some people like me, if if it was just doing conversions, I could just do conversions. They ain't going to be very good. So do you have? That's why I was asking where those different levels were. So you've got them all set up that way. I like that. I like that that I've got the levels. It's got layers. I love layers. <laughs> So. And it's 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 pretty clear. I think we did we finally did a really good job last year, I feel, of clarifying what a lot of those were. They were a little bit more vague in years past and then you just grow and learn as you do it. Cool. So yeah, I no, think we've exactly. got it pretty, pretty clarified. All right. And so uh last question. And uh not that I'm getting any any kickbacks from him, but Bill's my friend. Uh you guys gonna be uh are you gonna be using war score and if not, are you gonna be submitting to war score? Yeah, we're uh, we're not using WarScore this year. Pretty 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 easy question. We're not using it this year, uh, but we actually have some other things in the works, and uh, but we will be submitting to WarScore. We're uh, using better are- score. <laughs> better <laughs> score. Two thousand fifteen. But you are submitting at least. Okay, cool. So, yeah, we're we're going to submit it. There are people that are because I know Bill's doing some rankings as well. So there are people who are utilizing that to see how awesome they are. So we'll uh, put put those scores up there. Very cool. I mean, I'm not even worried. I mean, I know a lot of things people say. Oh, with War Score, you can get all the instant updates and all that stuff. But hell, last year, I mean, I was you know I'm 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 eating lunch and my phone's blowing up, giving me the next not only the matchups for the next round, but all that other stuff too. So you guys have always been really on the ball making sure that the information is accurate, fast, and up-to-date. I mean, it helps to have Lechman there, the human computer, the, the freaking Mentat over there. He's but, a uh, Yeah. <laughs> he knows the great math. So <laughs> I, I just hope he doesn't get up and fly away one day. I mean, that would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the spaceship. Screw <laughs> you guys. I'm in my bubble. Uh, he'll wave the rotor as he goes away. So. so, hey, you know what? Something I do want to mention is that we do have all of our sponsors back. So I got confirmation from every single one of them now. And that's that's always great to hear that we do have the support of our sponsors because then those profits, if we do make any profits, they, they all go straight to the charity of the choice, which we have not announced our charity of choice this year. But, um, you know, over the last what, over the last several years, we've donated – God, it's got to be 
it's, it's gotta be over $5,000 to different charities. And then Verizon wireless actually matches that those donations to those charities as well. So that's pretty sweet that you, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. The, are some of our sponsors though, they, they mirror some of your sponsors. So chaos orc, uh, one of my favorite ever. Oh my gosh. There, if you've, if you've never been to, so this is for your listeners, I know you've been there, but if you've never been to the Chaos Orc store or worked with, with Andrew or placed an order with Andrew before, I mean, he's so great to work with. I mean, he, the man got me my Glotkin book when no one could get a Glotkin book. <laughs> so, I mean, he, he's, he's such a great person to work with. And um, Secret Weapon Minis is coming. We've got uh, uh, Mantic is going to actually be there. Which is which is awesome. Are they? Uh, they're, yeah, they're actually. So last year they brought uh, one of the Pathfinders with, and they were running some demo games. And this year they want to do something a little bit bigger, and they'd they'd like to do. You know, we're thinking about doing maybe a, a nighttime Kings of War kind of like mega battle, so everybody can kind of come in and you know actually try playing if they want to play. Oh, you know, I could bring I could bring a list. I could play with people too. I led, I love led that by game. a Pathfinder. So um, yeah, yeah, it's for the nighttime like everybody's playing games anyway. So you've got somebody there who can kind of run and knows the game and can teach everybody a new neat game. I, I think that might be neat. Get to get some people in on a, on hey, a on maybe a they'll have some zombies for me to pick up. Wait, no, I have enough <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Some semantics going to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Great, great stuff. And, and as always yourselves and, and unique gifts and games uh, right. uh, with us as well. Very cool. Excellent. Okay, Grant, so anything else that we should know about Blood in the Sun or Blood in Sun 5 if we're going <laughs> to... If we're going by the hotel <laughs> name for it. No, Blood, Blood in the Sun 5, staying alive. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be epic. There are some some uh, changes and updates and, and even some new tech coming into uh, uh, Blood in the Sun. So... I, think you guys you should, gonna, should show up and take a look at what it's all about. Is Disco Ogre going to be the mascot? You're going to get him on the website? <laughs> I, I don't know why. I, I've never even thought about that. But, yeah, I guess. Seriously? Thought, like you said that, that's the first thing I thought of was the Disco Ogre from Wapaka. I, I, I didn't even think about you that. you got to get him to yeah, get the picture of that guy the up there. Yeah. Yep. He's got to be the face of blood. Get him on a shirt. I'd buy that. <laughs> well, <laughs> wait till you see what Aaron's putting together for the miniature, and it's going to be uh, pretty awesome, and yet still usable uh, by a lot of a lot of people. So it's going to be a, a great miniature. So that, I mean, that's going to be worth it alone, uh, just just Excellent. to sign up. Fantastic! All I right, can't so wait to see that. There you go. So if you want to sign up. Go to www.bloodinthesun.com. It's June... 20- it's 26th, 27th, 28th. The actual tournament is on the 27th and 28th, and then the five-man club challenge is going to be on the 26th, and that's the Friday. So. And Mantic will also be there on the on the Friday? Mantic will be there Friday and Saturday. Friday both. and Saturday. And tickets are only... $60. We uh, were going to increase them at one point, but just with the uh, attendance and with end times and ninth edition kind of rattling everybody's cages, uh, we decided to keep it at that $60 mark just to um, you know make sure that... Uh, no annual price increase from Blood no, to the Sun. No, there no, we go. No, no price increase. <laughs> there you go. So $70. 
All right, folks, so you know where to go. You know where to go. You know what to do. Get on there. There's two dozen spots left. You, too, could have a chance to play against me at Blood in the Sun. You know, it's a, it's a master's qualifier, too. You oh, know, there you we, go. We actually yeah. decided to Yeah, we don't talk about that out here no more. No, no, no. I, quit, yeah, I know. I we, we decided to support the Masters <laughs> this year. No, we should. We're going to support the, the Midwest uh, team, so we're actually providing. Uh, there is a cost to send the team uh, to the event. So oh, Blood right. the Sun, as well as four of the other tournaments in the area, are actually donating to send the Midwest team. So just just taking a little chunk out of some of our profits and, and going. Oh, that's right, you that. guys. That's right, you did that. That was very nice of you. You know, and and you're, they're still paying their way to get there. It's it's just covering a little bit of uh, like an entry fee for them. But uh, so they're still paying all their yeah, way. To every get there. region, like, every region has a has an amount they got to kick in so that the thing can run, and so that our local tournaments, you and the other guys, have covered that sort of entry fee for the region. Yep. Uh-oh goodness all right well f- fantastic so grant thank you so much for coming on again um you, you know you're welcome, welcome on you know you're welcome on anytime you want to come on and talk when rk on comes on because it's your chaos warriors <laughs> army oh, warriors oh, yeah. we'll get a couple games yeah. in all right folks that was grant fetter i'm dave that's chris we'll be back Thanks. Garage Hammer fans, this is Jumpin' Johnny Jive here to tell you about the hottest Warhammer tournament, Blood, Blood in the, the Sun. Sun! That's right, Blood in the Sun 5, staying alive, June 26th, 27th, and 28th, 2015. Blood in the Sun is a three-day celebration of fantasy miniatures, featuring a Funkadelic Friday five-man club challenge, a two-day tantalizing 2,400-point Grand Tournament, and lots of dynamite time to socialize with Warhammer players from around North America. This year, we've got a few new surprises for you, so make sure you check us out at www.bloodinthesun.com. That's right, www.bloodinthesun.com. Be there or be square. And we're back talking a little Holy Wars. Uh, and joining us is Steve Herner, the man. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Absenberg. How's it going? It's going great, Dave. Um, really excited. Um, real disappointed that you didn't make it down for Holy Wars. But other than that, it's oh, been perfect. Oh, you out. Well, okay. It, you know, it, was, <laughs> it, it was on my birthday. I was literally I, I was with my family. Although next year, Packa is on my daughter's birthday. So since I can't go to that... I'm thinking next year. I'm gonna. I'm You're hoping I'm gonna make the Holy Wars. Yeah. I'll have Bell. I'll have Bell make you a cake, dude. Oh, I'll sweet! Happy birthday to you. There you go. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. homemade pa- homemade cake or homemade apple pie, whatever you like. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Yeah, she's a damn fine baker, man. She can't cook with, but she can she can bake. (laughs) 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 I'm talking smack about my wife. Great, Googly Boogly. That's okay. She don't listen. Yeah, (laughs) true. Well, first off, congratulations on the first inaugural Holy Wars. It was a great, great event. Uh, thank you so much for saying that. Um, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I I was just looking over pictures tonight, and I was just saying, oh boy, I wish we were doing it again this weekend. Yeah. So um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, it, it 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 went so much better than it, than I could have than I could have ever predicted. Mm. Um, yeah, it was great. Well, so, now that it's uh, we'll, we'll pick your brain a little bit uh, post Holy Wars. Uh, so now that it has come and gone. Uh, as a TO, uh, what was the hardest part about organizing a tournament like that? Well, wow. Um, from my perspective, the hardest part was obviously building all the tables and terrain. Mm. Uh, that was pretty overwhelming because my goal is I when, I when I was first on promoting Holy Wars, I talked about how we were going to have all these great themed tables and themed terrain. And at that point, when I first spoke to you guys, I maybe had like one piece of terrain built, you know? <laughs> so... Yeah, no kidding. Like, You're sitting here, oh, we're going to have terrain. I'm looking at this. Man, he's really skimping on this terrain. It's really just coming out quick. And uh, Oh, dear Lord. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that was, for me personally, that was pretty tough. When you've um, got Bear at Wapaka tweeting, he's like, I was going to post some pictures, but screw it. Herner ruined it for everybody. <laughs> right. You know, right. then you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, he's arrived. Was- yeah. That, yeah, that was a pretty huge compliment, actually. Um, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, "Wow!" I go, "I must be doing something right," you know. Um, oh yeah, that was that was an impressive thing. That was really, and I was really gutted that I couldn't make it to Paca. But the reality is, if I didn't bail on Paca, there's no way I would have finished the terrain in time for Holy Wars, up to the standard that I wanted to present to sure. the players. Every um, picture of every table I saw over that weekend, I was just like, "Wow." Yeah, and the the tables were uh, just top notch. Uh, it, it, what those tables did, Steve, is really capture, I think, the feel of the old world and put it in uh, game terms. Awesome! That was the goal, dude. I'm glad to hear yeah. you say that. That's a real payoff for me. That, yeah, like, so it, it yeah, it really spoke to the hobby aspect, the fun of it. Um, I, I did want to ask you. So there's there's two things that I struggle with when it comes to Holy Wars. Not struggle with, but two things that I wonder about. Yeah. You know, on the it is billed as a hobby tournament, and rightly so. Mm-hmm. Uh, in so even, you know, prioritizing and, and saving those hobby awards for last. So it's clearly sort of the mandate of of holy wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, with that though, I did find it interesting that you decided to go with a six game format, especially for yeah. a field of only thirty players. Can you talk to right. us a little bit about that? Yeah, um, you know, the thing was, we thought to ourselves, there's just so many great tournaments in the in the. Uh, U.S. And, and in the Midwest specifically, and when we when we sat down and we we talked about it, um, we said, "All right, you know, how can we separate ourselves?" And we thought, "All right, well, the first thing we could do is we could the very first thing that we thought about was uh, six games of Warhammer, right? That was the first thing. Mm. And then we said, "Okay, well, what else could we do? Ah, oh, let's run Swedish comp. Okay, that sounds mm. cool." And then it was like, "All right, well, how many tables? How many players? Ah, let's shoot for sixty. And then what happened was I went around looking for venues, right? And I couldn't find a venue that was going to be within a reasonable price range, knowing how much, how much money I was going to spend on building terrain. Mm -hmm. So what happened was as we started getting closer to the reality of the Holy Wars, we never went back and reevaluated 
like six games um, player comp. We mm-hmm. we kind of we kind of you know we kind of committed to those decisions early on, and then the only thing we wound up doing was dropping the Swedish part of it. We dropped Swedish comp from it, uh, which I'm very happy we did. Um, I am too. After playing at Masters, um, yeah, I, I was I was very happy about that. Um, and uh, but we still had comp in in our pack. You know, we had player judge comp. Um, but I'll, I'll address that a little later. Mm-hmm. So, so really, it, it came down to differentiating us, right? And then I put out a small survey, a small sample survey to a few people who I knew were really interested in, in coming down and who had who had signed up early. Like mm-hmm. um, there were there were some people that I said, "Hey, you know, we're, we're planning this event. If I do this, you know, would you be committed to coming?" And they said yes. And I said, "All right, great." So I, at least I knew I had a handful of players who were going to show up. Right, and then and then I just said, I said, hey, how do you guys feel about six games? You know, and and the overwhelming response was positive. And then um, we just released a survey today to our players, and we got seventeen, uh, seventeen um, respondents to our yeah, survey. Which I, is actually, I was one of those. Yeah, which was cool. Which was which was huge. You know, seventeen. That's that's yeah. pretty good. Nobody sent um, me a survey. Well, you didn't go to the event. <laughs> oh, so I actually have to have some knowledge of the event in order to comment. I see how this is going. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Sons next year, buddy. Uh, yeah. Next year, you can fill out two surveys. Oh, okay. excellent. I so like that. The overwhelming majority were in favor of the six games, which was really cool. Um, and then when we, you know, on Sunday, let me back up a little bit. So Sunday, you know, we break everything down. We brought it back to my house and we, right. we immediately met. So all but one of the TOs met in my basement. We gathered around the table, and I broke out the laptop. I said, okay, what did we learn right. you know, immediately? And we, we wrote down the stuff that we learned. And one of the things we learned immediately was that we said, you know, if we're going to have six games of Warhammer, there should be a little bit more emphasis on battle in terms of the points. Yes, um, totally. So what we did was the, right away we're, we're scrapping player judge comp, and that 12 points is going to be fed into battle. Oh. right? And then one of the things we are going to do is we're going to take a look at, you know, we had our secret missions, right? And yep. one of the things that we want to do, that I want to do, and this, this came from Masters, actually. You know, Masters had secret missions as well. And, and the, the, the mechanic of how theirs worked is quite different from how ours worked. But what I liked about it was that you got bonus victory points. Mm. And I thought that would be a nice way to add more strategy into our scenarios, which would really – Kind of encourage those gamers who love the whole aspect of battle, right? Totally. And, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to try to work in a way. So, like, let's say you you had assassination, uh, maybe you get four hundred fifty extra VPs if you complete your secret mission. Um, and so, so we're taking a look at that immediately. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing we're looking at is the secret missions. You know, some some races and some armies were were at a disadvantage. Um, now, of course, the players pack had the secret missions missions in there. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't read those and you just glossed over the secret missions and you built your list thinking, okay, well, I don't have to care about insane courage, whereas the general doesn't right. start the unit, yep. you know, you you uh, you would give up that 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 point potentially give up that point. And you know, we did have a game um, early on where Alarial went down, um, and it was because. You know, the the player decided, hey, I'm just going to start her outside the unit. Now, he sacrificed her in favor of getting the scenario point, which 
Yeah, that's a that's mm. a big sacrifice, right? So, um, but so you know, you're picking up the one point for the bonus, but yeah. sacrificing the win, thereby right. losing three points in your system. Yeah, so so that was kind of a that was actually a big mistake, right? On his part, and I even said that to him. I'm like, well, you know, dude, why'd you do that? And and he was cool about it. It was okay. Um, mm. So anyway, what we're doing is we're going to evaluate, and we are going to have more points in the battle side of things for sure. And and eliminate the player comp altogether, player judge comp. Um, okay. So yeah. let me ask you this: that that begs the question: if you're going to put more points back into battle, which I like the sounds of, mm-hmm. um, will the table mechanics and each table was different? Will those be as impactful as they were this year? Because some of those tables had rules and, and things mm-hmm. that were quite game changing. Yeah, definitely. Um, they will still have that. There, there, okay. there definitely will be that. Uh, this is a this is a tournament that is based in the hobby, and let's, yeah. part of the hobby is is building your board. I mean, you know, it's mm-hmm. always been that way. I, I come from a from what from the the golden age of White Dwarf, where they they showed you how to build terrain out of foam core, and this was before GW had any kits, and and um, you know, so it it is going to have an impact for sure. Um, we are definitely going to tone things down. Um, you know, uh, specific tables that we got mm. feedback on. Like somebody wrote down on their sheet, you know, Skaven table bent. I can't remember who that was. Yeah. <laughs> it might have been. Oh, it was you, Chris. I, I, I don't know if bent was the exact word that I used. Okay, but so I, okay, I for the guy there. who wasn't there and the listeners who weren't there, yeah. What what was with the Skaven table? Give me an example of how the terrain. <laughs> okay. How the well? I mean, so, you know, you just yeah, said yeah, the yeah, terrain swing could swing a whole game. So uh, let me set yeah. the table for you. Imagine, if you will, in the middle of the table, uh, a, a big uh, marsh. It was probably I want to say about, maybe eighteen inches long by maybe ten inches wide. Okay. Yeah, actually, almost twenty-four inches in length. Yeah, even almost bigger. Um, and it was it you know visually it looked great because it had this it was Skaven themed and there was this tower that was kind of tilting and starting to sink into the marsh. Okay. Uh, the, the the rule was the way it worked is any unit going into it would have to suffer dangerous terrain tests, and if assuming the unit passed, it would then be granted uh, poison attacks. Okay. And for Steve, correct me if I'm wrong. For yeah, for the whole game. game. And yeah. it gets even better if yeah. the unit already this has poison. And you go through those, then the poison stacks. Right. No, that's not the part that's broken. Chris. So wait, the I poison the stacks. Is, so what does that mean? Like it goes on a on a five yeah, instead like of a five six. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's not the broken part. Okay. That's not the broken part. Oh, okay. No, the broken part really comes into play that characters with magic weapons, ethereal units, they all get it as well. And oh, that's the part yeah. That, yeah. That's the damaging part. Wait, so if you have a magic weapon or if you're ethereal, you automatically just get yeah. poisoned? Yeah, we missed oh, that. Oh, my God. I know, I know. Oh, I'm, my God. I won't play on that table. I got I you. I got you, you. <laughs> I felt bad for Chris. I did. I got to admit. I, I, I didn't. I now, didn't. Let's, let's be honest. What, was that a manufactured um, arrangement to be put on that table? Not. I, no. I, I'm okay if it was, no. but it felt no, like not it was at all. Sick not at all. Uh, no. All. It was. It was not. It was all random. We right. tried to. We used. We used. Uh, we used war score. Um, so everything was random. Some players, unfortunately, got got um, put on the same table. And war score. Now I could be misquoting here, but we couldn't figure out how to get war score to not put people on the same table twice. Like Kenny Lull got on the dwarven table twice. <laughs> uh, which he didn't care because he was playing dwarves, and I actually went over and said to him, maybe like at one point, Tupper and him, who were both playing dwarves, 
they were both on on the dwarf table and they were fighting over Bugman's Brewery. Oh, oh and and the and yeah, this was in game six, right? So I said I went over to them and they hadn't finished deploying and I, and the Orc and Goblin table happened to be open. So I said, hey guys, if you want to go over to the Orc and Goblin table, you know, go on over and it's it's open because I know you both have played here and. They both looked at me like I was crazy. Uh, <laughs> Typical dwarf player, right? Right. right. So, um, so they so they stayed there. Um, but no, Chris, it was not. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't intentional at all. Ah, I mean, no worries. Know, yeah, no. It just it just worked out that way. I, I, I it was kind of funny when because when Domus came Domus came up to ask me about the Hail of Doom, I believe it was yep. right. Yeah, he came up to me to ask me about the Hail of Doom and and. Um, and he's like, "Hey, does it does it, does it convey the the poison attacks?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, definitely." And then as he's walking away, I'm like, "Oh shit oh. about that." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't put that rule in there that says you know doesn't count if you have a magic weapon only for mundane weapons." That, and that's okay, but by, by Malakith's sacrifice, yeah. you know, it's a better yeah. tournament in the future. Yeah, I, I will so, definitely because <laughs> the night the the night before, you know, Stephen Thompson got bit by it. He couldn't no. get to he couldn't kill Malakith because. Sam Frank put all of his archers in there and in the tower, you know, so he had three, he, he, he had three levels of shooting right. poison. And Steven said to quote Steven, eventually I got the little. Sorry. That's okay. It, it was bleeped. We got but, a quote. Um, but he, you know, so, I, but, but what got him was the ethereal part of it, you know, mm. that, that the ethereal units, could have that and pick that up and carry that over. And we did see that on some tables. There were some tables where we definitely have to make adjustments to terrain. The Zinch table was another table that, that, that caused some, some, some problems. Uh, we, you know, I found, found out that some people weren't playing it as intended. Um, and I, I overheard some of that. There was something like a line of sight issues because the yeah, elements yeah. of that table are really high. Right. Right. Yeah. And the, the concept during play testing was that you could be, um, you could actually, um, you could literally, because of the way the terrain piece was, you could have, it's kind of like three-dimensional chess. Right. So imagine, Dave, you'd have a unit of your, let's say your ghouls, right? And then literally beneath them could be Chris's unit of spearmen. And you don't have line of sight because of the way the, the inverted black pit, black pit stands. You know, there's just like overhang. And so some players were playing it the right way. Some players weren't. So we obviously have to be more explicit in that. And that's one of those things where it's, it's kind of, it's difficult because you don't know that until you see other players playing it. You know, we did a lot of play testing, but mm-hmm. what we didn't do um, during play testing was we didn't put down individual units and say, okay, what happens if we put, um, you know, spirit hosts in the blighted marshes on the Skaven table? You know how broken are they with poison? Mm. So we didn't we didn't do that. We didn't we and we should have and we will. You know we will adjust. Well, that, that's one of those things where you have to temper the uh, the the experience of the Warhammer world with the real world tournament experience. You yeah, got to find exactly. that middle ground, right? And we don't we don't we're, we're you know we're not shying away from what kind of event we are. You know we are an event about hobby about everything as a whole. It's holistic. It's a uh, it's the gaming, it's the painting, it's yep. the it's the presentation, it's the storytelling, it's the cinematic approach um, playing on the tables and right. you know if that's not your flavor of Warhammer, um, you know then maybe Holy Wars won't be for you. Um, and, and and that's okay to to have choice cool. is a real luxury uh, these days with the all the tournaments. But uh, right. yeah, Holy Wars as advertised, it does that 
very well, and uh, it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite events for that very reason. Wow, cool, awesome, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. I, I do have to ask. I know you guys put out a survey, and you asked the, the players to vote for which table they felt was their favorite. Yeah. So which yeah. which table yeah, well, ended up winning? I don't I don't have those yet, Vargas. Oh. I know, right? Come on, come on, prepared. Um, I could. <laughs> this make, interview is over. Oh, right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I might be able to actually, while we're talking, I'll hit them up and see which table which table got the favorite vote. Um, uh, okay, see. yeah, no worries. Yeah, uh, we could run through um, uh, just to name some names uh, and. Steve, you might have to fill in the blanks on, on sure. that I miss. But uh, Joe Rogers did win best overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Shelley, uh, who I played, one of the Lords of War, had best sportsman. Uh, Johnny Hastings had best army. The fan Hastings favorite. Hastings best painted? No way. Yeah, yeah, shocker. Um, he can't win it next year. Oh, yeah, got, true. Oh, yeah. nice. You got that. No. Now, is it the person and army is limited to one win? That's the person. The person. So Johnny so can never win best army again. If he brings a whole new best painted army, a different army next year, he's not eligible. No, he's not. He's eligible for one of the other the other awards, but not that award. Now, can he win it two years? Like if you do it a third year? Uh, yeah, I think it's the third year. It's just you can't oh, win it two years in a row. Okay. Yeah, you can't, you can't be two years in a row. We're kind of p- picking that up from North Star. Right. Um, the idea of the event is to encourage – and to elevate, we have three hobby award specific. Well, Chris, why don't you finish up with the regular award? Yeah, I'm sorry, oh, I just sure, took this totally sure. off. Oh, that's cool, Dave. That's fine. Uh, fan favorite, I have uh, Andrew Simmons. That's right. Yeah, Bench, that was a, uh, best. Whoop. I was super happy for him. Like unbelievably happy. Um, yeah, he, his dark elf army was sharp. Yeah, it's coming together nicely. You know, he's he's invested a lot of time and effort in there, and and he deserved to get that recognition from the group. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, best general, Meal Vermeulen. Uh, that game, that was crazy because that came down to Meal and Steven in the last game. There was a point differential between the two of them. Oh, wow. Points. Yeah, it was really tight um, in that last game. And, um, and he, you know, he, Meal, Meal wound up finishing with 26, uh, Steven 21. So that was, that was a, yeah, it was a tightly contested. Going in there, it was like, yeah, it was, we were, we were watching that one pretty closely. I can see that. Yeah, Steve and I had never played before. I, I played him game one, and uh, tough player, but one of my favorite games. He's yeah, definitely. A pleasure to play. He is. He's top notch. Yeah, for sure. totally. Yeah. Uh, best hobbyist or, or the hobbyist award went to Domus. Yep. That's and, our kind of. Uh, that's our pinnacle award, actually. Right. Yeah. The guy who emulates the hobby the best, like the whole aspect of everything. It's not only the game. It's how you play the game, right? How you how you um, how you present your army, how you paint your army, you know, th- those kind of things. Absolutely. Uh, any awards that I missed? I think uh, best model. Best model. Ah. It was Mike Butcher. Oh, his, yes, for the, the sculpted slug. Bit, yeah, the slug, which he was using as his hell cannon. And he yeah. did have the models, the dwarf model, you know, well, not the – he had the monster handlers as well that he created for him. It was pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah, he, he, that's, a, that's a great model that he did. Yeah, and then next year, what we actually are going to do for next year's Holy Wars, um, so you guys get an exclusive here. Um, All right. Garage Hammer exclusive. Exactly. We're going to have second and third place for some of those hobby awards as well. Oh, nice. Oh, that, I love that to encourage yeah. the hobby yet again. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, yeah, because people- that's, that's actually pretty cool because I know when you got a person like, like and you know, 
you know, like a Hastings. And there's more than just Johnny there. I mean, there's sure. a lot of really good painters, but sometimes you're like, oh, sh- Hastings is bringing his, yeah, his, you know, the ogre army of his. He's gonna get it now. I mean, you know, hey, honestly, if I feel like, hey, I can shoot for second, you know, and I, it's an award's an award. Yeah. Well, they did that at Masters, and I was really that really struck a chord with me. So I was like, you know what, I. It was too late to do anything for Holy Wars because it was it was the week before. So next year for sure we're going to have um, how we break it out. Whether it'll, we, we we've we've kind of internally excuse me guys we kind of internally talked about the idea of um, of maybe extending that a little bit like giving some recognition for first place, second place, third place in battle, first place, second place. you know and, and they won't necessarily probably won't be the trophies because holy cow those things cost. Sure. So, oh, yeah. but there'll be some type of recognition. Be it a well, plaque. sure. When you get a giant plaque with an arm hanging out of it, holding yeah. a big dagger, it's not you know. Right. You didn't go out and buy little cups. You know, you got the damn. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty sweet though, and the the sword comes out, which I yeah. quite functions as a letter opener. Or it is, yeah, technically it's pretty that's awesome. Nice. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. we made those uh, Ooh, big form and function. Yes, right. Big thanks goes to Hane Bagley because of the uh, of Rock Wars. Um, when I saw their awards, I'm like, I was like, Hey bud, where'd you get those? And then he turned me on to the, to the company he bought those from. And so we did the, we kind of did the same thing. He beat us to the punch because that, those awards would have been perfect for Holy Wars. But Uh, you know, the sword, the sword works too. You know, it's kind of like, so, so it totally works. And then, um, um, but we had to mount those Vargas actually put those all together. He did a great job on that. Okay. He, he was my right hand man. That's the other thing. Like you asked me, Chris, earlier when we started the show, like what did I learn? Mm. Uh, you really need to have somebody who's as dedicated to the cause as you are. Um, yeah, and, the more of those you have, the better. Yeah, and and I mean, all my all my participants, all the TOs were great, but by far, Jay Jay, you know, Jay invested. Mm. You know, behind me, he was probably second in terms of investing money and time and effort in what he did with the players packs with the website with yeah, learning yeah, yeah. you know doing all the scoring uh he was you know he was phenomenal so i don't think he left that scoring table the whole weekend no pretty much not <laughs> not until the end of the day he he wanted to make sure there were he's you know he he's a very passionate guy and oh, yeah. and i love him like a brother so uh, to have him on the team is 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 truly truly a blessing i'm i'm really i'm really glad he's a part of it and he's a part of our club so yeah good people are, are essential and, and hard to find yeah and he made all the grail tokens too dude all those little grail tokens. oh really wow yeah he put all those together and then um we were talking at the end of the tournament we were talking that we we're going to maybe maybe fill them up with little like you know red wine or something you know like <laughs> use resin and then have them have them filled with something like, nice maybe one of the scenarios will be you must drink from this cup or something i don't right, know right yeah figure something out Cool. Yeah, if you, and if you choose the wrong grill to choose from, like you, you then shrivel you up and explode. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you choose the wrong grill, that unit that unit is turns to dust and you lose that unit. So you have to choose what unit you're going to really go after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or or they become that's a good idea. A, an undead unit of skeletons. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 That's not a bad idea, actually. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, maybe, you know, the, the one thing that you talked about that really gets me excited is uh, having you know first, second, and third for individual uh-huh. models. Yeah, because that's get gets my blood pumping for okay, I'm going to paint up you know this model that I, you know playability may not be so great, but it looks amazing. I'm going to paint that for Holy Wars for that purpose. That's I awesome. think that's a great niche to fit to to fill. Yeah, that that's great. I'm I'm glad to hear you say that because. We, you know, that was one of the things I said at the end of the tournament um, on, on Sunday was that, you know, we really wanted to try to 
elevate the community. And, and I was so tired. I, I don't even know how I sounded, but that, I was like, I remember saying, you know, what I was going to say, or I, I remember saying, okay, I'm going to tell everybody about these awards. And then it just kind of went all, all off the rails a little bit there at the end. So no, I, 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 you fooled me. Okay, <laughs> cool. Together quite nicely. <laughs> feel like that. Let me tell you. All right. So now that you've had such a well-received tournament, are you, are you uh, planning on expanding, or are you going to stay at the same venue? I mean, now that you've got a lot of terrain built already, you're going to start adding more. What's the, what's the plan for next year? Uh, you know, the plan for next year is we're going to hold steady at thirty. We're in the same venue. Um, last weekend of February, um, the the now I didn't take an official survey, but I, I'll be honest with you guys. All weekend, people kept telling me, "Don't expand. Don't don't expand. Mm-hmm. Don't expand." Just keep it, keep it like this. They, they really. I was shocked. You know, I thought, I thought what I was going to hear. The, the thing I was most nervous about was everybody saying, "Oh my gosh, this venue is way too small, way too small. You got to get bigger. Got to get bigger." And I didn't hear that at all. Um, no, you know, actually, uh, the the venue I thought was perfect. Yeah, it's the perfect size. It uh, wasn't easy noisy. to get in and out of. Yeah, not noisy at all. Right. Uh, there's you know coffee right there at the entrance. I I loved it. Yeah. It, thank, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, you know, the breakfast was it was awesome. You know, they had, they had free con, uh, the free breakfast in the morning, and it's not just you know Danish. It's it's eggs and right. sausage, potatoes. So so it's it's a good. It's, yeah, it was really nice, and it's bring your own booze and and um, you know food. There's no you know you can bring all the food you want in, mm. um, and the venue was absolutely great to us. And the crazy thing was, like, you go into the hall, you couldn't hear. Unless there was like a really great moment where like Malekith died and everybody cheered, <laughs> um, right. you didn't hear them out there. You like you didn't hear them in the in the lobby and stuff. So mm. that that room has a great sound. There must be great insulation in there because it really holds the noise in, and then the the noise is absorbed. So the hall, you know, wasn't crazy loud. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it just, you know, we could fit Dave. Going back to your your question about expansion, we could fit one more table if we really really wanted to so yeah 32 that's half of your 64 i just keep thinking of the number 64 because with six games then you got one guy if you if you don't allow for draws you got one guy at the end who's got six wins right yeah yeah not that you gotta have 64 uh you know i'm you know i know some people (laughs) i mean i even saw on twitter you got to expand. Got to get to sixty. You want to be a masters uh, a qualifier? Well, that's not your that's not your end game, is it? Exactly. No, that doesn't sound, or at least no. doesn't sound that way to me. It's not, Dave. Um, I was listening to your last episode, and and uh, when you were commenting on the masters, and you know my my masters experience, I was I was blessed to be asked to go. Um, it's not my kind of environment. Um, that's not the kind of Warhammer I love. Um, so. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I, I, I told Ryan, um, just before we were getting ready to leave for masters, I, I did ask him, I said, Hey, you know, what, what's, how are we, how are you guys doing the qualifiers? And and he told me what was going on. You know, you gotta be 60, 65, right? Or 60, 60, 60. So you gotta be as, as many as 60. And then I said, okay. I said, so is it automatic? Do you get an auto bid? And he's like, well, yeah. And I said, okay, well, what if I don't want my, what if I don't want my uh, tournament to be a master's qualifier? And he said, that's fine. You can request that. And so, you know, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know if, if we get a huge demand. Like if people 
um, if people are trying to get in and they can't get in and they really want to come to Holy Wars and we get this overwhelming um, response from people who, who want to be able to go and they can't go because it's so it's a small small group, then I might give us some serious consideration to expansion. But I will tell you that I don't want my event to become a master's qualifier. I, 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 I really don't, at this point, Good for feel you. that that's the type of gamers we want to attract. And not um, every tournament needs to be, though. Right. I mean, you know, right. I'm not saying good for you as in, like, because, I mean, like I said, you should listen to the last episode. I'm not I'm not involved in it anymore, and I'm not trying to be sour grapes or say people shouldn't be. Sure. But not every not, tournament me, needs to be. You know, let's have, you know. Right. Let me be clear. I'm not sour grape in it either. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm not. I, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was, it's just not. It's just not my scene. I like variety, but I'm just, I'm I'm saying just for variety's sake. I think right. you know right. a lot of different tournaments, different styles, different focuses. You know, packas. You know, thirty, 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 or thirty three, thirty three, thirty three, yeah. with its you know sports uh, paint and and battle. Some places are other percentages. You know, if if every tournament's the same, then why bother traveling? Absolutely, you and know? that's the thing we wanted to do with Holy Wars was what we wanted to try to do is create. And create an environment that was really um, one of a kind and unique, and I think we've accomplished that in our first our first effort. Um, I, I, think I, so. I didn't play, so I don't really. I, I mean, I still haven't even played on. I've only played on one of my tables, which is kind of crazy. Mm. <laughs> but you um, the rest of the year to, to play on all the rest. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I think you 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 set out uh, probably to create a tournament in which you in, envision yourself enjoying playing the most, and uh, I think you've done that with Flying Colors. Cool. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I started out. That was the best piece of advice I got when I when I hit up other TOs mm-hmm. on advice. That came from Joe, uh, Joe Rogers. Mm-hmm. He said, he goes, do do the the first thing he said was do the kind of tournament you would want to play in. And that's what Holy Wars is to me. And I think most people who have played me at tournaments like Bits and PACA and even at the Masters, mm-hmm. that's the kind of player I am. I'm not I'm not about you know, I'm one of those guys that'll forget his magic phase on YouTube and yeah. <laughs> in front of the world, <sighs> and then just completely fall apart after he realizes he did that and forget to strike back in combat when he could have broke that unit. And oh, I don't want to talk about it. I just did. <laughs> it was very to the best of us. Uh, yeah, but you didn't do it on YouTube, dude, <laughs> in front of like all the geeks and you know. But anyway, so yeah, so so we that was one of the things that. One of the one of the one of the big achievements, I guess, the, the my number one goal was was to watch the players just really absorb the tables and have fun with it. And what I was really hopeful for was that people were going to get immersed on the tables and not really have any sour grapes, sour pusses. And I didn't see that the whole weekend. No, no, I, not at all. Even you know, with the poison being what it was with Malkith, uh, you know, it, it was so such an engaging um, interaction with the table that I, you know it was just like okay. I'm going to sink myself in the Warhammer world here and just eat it all up and, and play this game, and whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Great. What did you think of the shifting monolith, Chris? Uh, I thought that was a lot of fun, too. That one, yeah. um, not as game-breaking, but it was very yeah. visual. I mean, it's just, David was like a maybe a 36-inch tall monolith Okay. that represented all four gods, so it had all four colors, and painted beautifully up Thanks. to Steve's usual standard. And it would move around 3D six inches in a random direction and hit, you know, units and do impact hits. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we, we thought during playtesting, uh, Joe Pecoraro um, mm-hmm. came over and he got to playtest that table. 
Um, and um, I remember him when we did the play testing and everything, he was playing against Tim Cornstubble. And after Joe left, you know, Joe gave us some feedback. And after he left, the council, we were talking about it and we were going to change it. We were going to nerf it. Hmm. And then about, I don't know, maybe about 25 minutes after Joe left the HQ here, there's a text that comes across my phone. No, nah, don't change it. I love it. Keep it. Uh, so <laughs> it was kind nice. of like he had to, he had to kind of, you know, at first because it was, it, the monolith was drawing blood, you know, and it kind of ruined, it could have ruined your day. Right. But then, um, you know, he, he, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like it could wipe out your whole army. I mean, well, you know, the, the important thing was it, uh, and if I understand correctly, if it butted up against the front of your unit, your unit could still move through it without any real penalty. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can charge through it, et cetera. So that was the key. If it, if it starts impeding movement, then it becomes a bigger issue. Right. But the right. way you had it set up, I think was good. Yeah. Cool. That's good. So, what other right. tables did you get to play on, Chris? Uh, I played on that table twice. I played I on the, the Skaven one. Um, you played on the Bretonia table, right? Uh, the was lake? it the Bretonia table? The yes, I did play on that one, and then I played on the High Elf table. Oh, okay. How'd you like the High Elf table? I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. The, one of the, the My big bus of Silverhelms started on the one structure that had the big staircase going down. Yeah, the Anvil Vol, right? Yeah, so it looked, I mean, it looked so great. I never thought that a unit would of cavalry, I never thought to, to ever see it on a, on a piece of terrain like that, but it just looked so cinematic, you know, charging yeah. down this hill. Uh, it this did, hill. it did. It was very Lord of the Rings-esque when they come out of Helm's Deep. Totally. Yeah, you know, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me, um, before we let you go, uh, let's talk a little bit about your paint sheet. So I know there were some... Uh, yeah questions about how you might improve it for next year and if you want to use me as an example that's that's fine yeah uh, well when we entered in we said okay we were going to be you know our, from a judging standpoint we were going to be really really strict on stuff and we we said as right from the very beginning we said okay look what we're going to do is like if if um when we when we talk about stuff like basic ba- uh, basic details of models are painted mm-hmm. you know it couldn't just be the front rank it had to be the entire army right you know? okay sure and so that was the part where people were getting gigged. Like some, what, what we realized was that, you know, we provided the checklist to everybody. Okay. Yeah. But the checklist wasn't clear enough. Um, it wasn't explicit enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you, when, when you have, um, um, like, uh, let me see here. So, um, when we talk about, um, Banners display a basic freehand. Uh, display basic freehand or decals. I was in category two for the hobby apprentice. I'll, um, it was like you know some people had uh, you know freehand on maybe two banners, but then there was one that didn't have it. Right, so they didn't okay. get that. They didn't pick up that point. Uh, it should it should have read all banners. Right. right. So we weren't entirely clear on our on our checklist and we have to be much more specific the other thing that's rough though i mean especially your first outing is like you look at that thing and you think you got it straight and you post it up there and nobody says anything when it's posted and then after the tournament's done and they've been scored they're like hey what the hell and now you're like okay well and there's nothing you can do except say well we'll We'll make it better for next year you know yeah i'll admit it was paint judging was really tough um, it's not an easy task. Um, no, I give all the credit in the world to those TOs that have to deal with going up to one of their friends' armies mm. and then running down a checklist and saying yay or nay. You know, I I, uh, 
I happened to see you sit down and, and paint judge my army and yeah. it took every ounce of restraint to not run over and be like, oh, Steve, what do you think of this? And take a look at that. <laughs> so I, I gave you your space, but I so wanted to have that discussion with you. Yeah. Well, you should have came over. I mean, Domus did. No, no. You know, Domus, Domus immediately when I finished it, he's like, what I get, what I get, what I get, what I get. And I, I showed him and, and yeah. I was like, all right, here you go. And, and, and you know, I mean, you you know, the thing is, is like, um, you know, like Chris, like one of the things, one of the points we didn't give you was under hot, the category two. Oh, let me explain the sheet for the listeners who don't know. Okay. So we had, th- we had three categories. We had category one, which is tabletop quality. You could earn up to 10 points in there, two points for each of those items. Then you had category two, which was hobby apprentice, where you could earn up to 10 points. It was one point possible for each. Mm-hmm. And then you have category three, which was the hobby master, where you would get two points each. Um, so you had a total, you could earn up to a total of 28 points. And then the final judging uh, for the last two points to get you that perfect 30 was done at the very end, and that was done based on judge, right? Okay, right. Um, So one of the things that that we have discussed is like do you have to max out in Category 1 and 2 to get to Category 3? And I think Bits does that. I don't know Mm -hmm. if if I'm 100% correct on that. That's right. We didn't do that. And in hindsight – I think that would have probably helped our judges Um, because, you know, Eric West from the Twisted Troop came over to help and, you know, he kept coming up to me and he's like, hey, Steve, you know, these guys didn't get this, you know, but they got this in category three, you know, like they would, they would use, you know, they didn't really have basic highlighting or in category two, which is worth one point, but yet they had a display board that was thematic where they scored two points. Oh, I see. So it's kind of like, you know, if you're a hobby master, you should be maxing out in category oh, yeah. two. So that's where that was one of the mistakes. Um, and then, Dave, from a clarity standpoint, right. not only not only do we have to be more clear for our players, but we also have to be more clear for our, as our judges. Sure. Because how Eric defined a highlight and how I defined a highlight might have been two different things. Well, and I think now uh, Chris, didn't you guys at Bits sort of have your judges sort of got around and you all sort of yeah, got together. We, you all showed everybody the same army, and everybody judged it, and then you sort of compared to make sure that everybody understood. Right, right. We had a, a pre a pre judge kind of um, a briefing to say, okay, well, when it comes to blending, we're looking for these things. So that way, everyone is on the same page because it is very subjective. Totally, yeah, and that's something we need to do. We need to be better at. We need to learn. Um, we need to we need to learn from our mistakes yeah. and make improvements. Yeah. And so then, speaking yep. of. Um, learning from mistakes, you were going to mention something about points that I had missed out on. I'm curious yeah, to hear. Right. Um, there wasn't, um, on yours, there wasn't basic blending throughout. Like uh, yeah. there were areas, you know, cause they were older models. Right. And some of your, some, they didn't have that. Um, the models didn't have intricate basing. Um, they're very simply based, you know, yep. it was, and, um, so that got you an eight in category two. And then when it came down to hobby master, um, we, we didn't see um, advanced blending or non-metallic metals or object mm-hmm. source lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, lightning. <laughs> lightning. Yeah. Um, uh, you got the two um, in army banners and flags. That one, that BSB was just absolutely stellar. Oh, okay. Great. Free Thanks. And it was fantastic. I'd love to see you bring more of that in throughout the army. That was just I'm awesome. I'm going to try. Stuff, I dude. will try. Yeah, that's the kind of tapestry, those tapestry banners. Yep. I'm, in the new Wood Elves I'm working on, I'm going to redo the banners bigger so I have a bigger canvas to paint those kind of tapestry banners because they're oh, just yeah. beautiful. They're gorgeous. 
Make it big and bold. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, army models are converted and dynamically posed. Um, there really wasn't... Mm-hmm. It was all know, pretty all, stock. Yeah, pretty stock. There wasn't yeah. a lot of kit bashing or green stuff sculpting. And then your army display board was just basic. It wasn't thematic. It didn't tell a story. Yep. So that's where the, the hobby master part is where you got killed the most. Um, you only got two out of the eight. Yeah, yeah. And then... Um, you missed two points in, in Hobby Apprentice, and that was just the intricate basing. And then uh, you had basic blending on Malekith, which was – mm-hmm. actually, you had more advanced. You had, uh, you had actually wet blending on him, and it was mm-hmm. freaking awesome. But it was like the, – the, the idea was you know, it had to be carried throughout. Consistent the, I mean, throughout. No, I, I totally but, agree. And what yeah. you're seeing there is the difference of uh, a span of 10 years. So the yeah, Silver Helms were amongst the first models I'd ever painted. Up to Malekith, which I painted just last week. So right, and I mean Malekith was in the running for a. He was definitely in the running for a um, best model. You know. Oh, and, okay, great. I'm I'm happily happy to hear that. Yeah, he was cool. in, he was in the running for that. You um, go, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of funny because like I, I uh, it came down to it, the best models when we were when we were judging and we were finding you know finding those models that really stood out to us. Um, you know we. There were a couple of them we had, and we, you know, I was like I said, it was it was so it was just so close, and um, um, so it was really yeah, it was it was really close to uh, to being to making the cut. Okay, excellent. I'm, I'm yeah. I think if the here. basing if the basing was a little bit more, like if there was mm-hmm. more to the basing, because I think your basing, if memory serving me correctly, because I looked at so many darn models, um, the basing matched the rest of the army, right? It was just the basic. Right, it was pretty yeah. pedestrian. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, I, I'm more than willing to, to concede that. So that probably would have pushed it into that category. Yeah. So, um, and that's the other thing we want to do for next year. What we learned from painting is we want to um, we want to light the table that we brought the models out to better, yeah. so people can see stuff better. Um, but we want it. We want also to possibly consider. Um, allowing um fan favorite model maybe and then um i don't know if we'll do we already doing fan favorite army uh but i think it would be really cool to say to the fans that hey look these these got um these are the nominees you know you can vote on these please do because a lot of people were asking us for that they were i think you even Uh asked um you came up after after we gave uh we got the pizzas and then um you had asked me if, if you guys vote on those and, and, and uh, um, you know, so maybe we'll open that up to the rest of the players. Okay, cool. Excellent. All right. Uh, anything else we should cover um, for Holy Wars? Don't want to keep you on too long. Uh, registration opens up for next year. When does that start? I know you made an <laughs> announcement on that. Uh, we didn't make an announcement on registration, just that our date was set. Uh, what we are going to do is... Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure exactly when we'll open up registration for 2016, but we are going to, um, as a thank you for our attendance to our first tournament, we are going to kind of give our, our, our tournament goers, um, kind of an, uh, an early opportunity to know. Um, so if they really want to come, they, you know, they can, mm-hmm. they'll have a shot. So, um, nice. to come back. Um, you hear that, so, David? yep. You're on the outside looking in at this point. Buddy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to have to find the people on the list and have to break one of those guys' legs. There you go. Make sure they can't make it. Of course, the only person I lived near that was on that list was you. So You're going to have to catch me first. Absolutely. 
what I was saying. Oh, yeah, when do you guys start bits, uh, Reg? How far out? Uh, registration has started. We're uh, about three but quarters full. how far full. out your event, like when you announce? Oh, uh, it's changed. This year, it's about six months or so ahead. Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably announce we'll probably announce this around the same you know six months out from the event, yeah. but we have the date in place, so it's going to be the last weekend of February again. So it's twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, um, and we are still on pace for six games of Warhammer, and we are going to look at the schedule. One of the things we we our survey results gave back to us was that players did feel a little rushed during um, during the day on Saturday between mm-hmm. games. So we're going to take a look at the schedule, and maybe what we'll do is we'll we'll go a little, maybe go a little later, um, and then bake in some time earlier in the day to get some breaks in. So, okay. uh, is going to be the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, and twenty eighth? Yes. Okay. Well, I hope we become one of those events, guys. I really, really do. Uh, you know, it was so much fun, and and I'm just so happy. I was it, really the payoff for me was Saturday morning and seeing everybody's faces and and. Uh, mm. And then, and then at the end too, getting that round of applause and and and, and a standing ovation. That was standing kind of crazy. ovation. Yeah, I know that was crazy. That was just insane. I couldn't believe that. In fact, it was kind of funny because I we were leaving the hall. I was so focused on packing everything up, so we left the hall, and um, we're driving. We're we're leaving, and I asked my oldest, you know, Reed, who was one of our yeah. TOs. I said to Reed, I said, "So what'd you think?" He goes, "Dad, that was pretty cool." He goes, "It's pretty cool that they give you a standing ovation." I'm like, "What?" And he's like, yeah, dad. I'm like, well, I guess it was. And yeah, it did yeah. like hit me until, and I was like, wow, that was pretty cool. So, um, yeah, that was great. That was fabulous. And, um, I really want to say, let me say thank you to, again, to all my, all my fellow TOs, um, you know, uh, Greg and, and Tim and Tanya and John. And then, you know, most of all, Jay, uh, Vargas is just a godsend. Um, and, and I'm, we're lucky to have him on our team. And then, um, and then I want to thank all the players too. I want to thank everybody who came out um, and and made it a great event. And um, we're really looking forward to doing it again for everybody. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward to attending. And I've already I'm already thinking of what uh, army to build and paint up. Nice, uh, you know. Nice. Gun he's for one of those he's looking for swords. what the newest filth is, so he could bring that. In no, lose. no, not for right. not for holy wars. Right. Yeah. Got to bring your 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 best. Yeah, you, you know? do. You, yeah, yeah, you kind of do. Um, yeah. Yeah, you never know. I, I do think, Chris, I will say this. I will give you guys a little glimmer of hope. I'm not sure the Supers are going to be in Holy Wars 2. And if that's the case, that's okay. Because my plan was to not bring Supers again to uh, yeah, I don't, Holy Wars. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them died. I mean, they didn't, they didn't, yeah. you know, they didn't win the tournament. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I got a feeling they're not going to make an appearance again. Yeah, I think that's okay. You got to save the Supers for a uh, cutthroat tournament like Adepticon. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Excellent. Well, cool. We'll see you in uh, now less than two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And, definitely. Uh, yeah. Cool. So looking forward to seeing you there. Looking forward forward to more Holy Wars. Uh, keep up the the tweeting and everything. And uh, yeah, you guys should check it out. Holywars dot com. I believe Holywars GT dot com. And then hashtag Holywars GT. And then I'm uh, hashtag Holy Hammer Hearn. Uh, so check us out, um, and uh, you know, um, we'll see you in 2016. Very good. Well, thanks for joining us, Steve. Thanks again, guys. Cool. And folks, we will be right back to wrap up the show.
unique gifts and games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. And we're back. One last quick little bit of time, folks. Oh, man, that's, that's quite a bit of tournament uh, round up there. I'm huh? kind of exhausted. I'm yeah. as exhausted if I played three games all day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the the we're in the middle of tournament season. Yeah. So Adopticon right around the corner. Bids shortly thereafter. Uh, Screw City that'll be coming up in the summer. Uh, Holy, uh, what is that? Um, the Windy City Throwdown GT that's coming up in July, I believe. Yep. That's another local tournament. So there are quite a few events going on. It's good to see. It's a nice little change of pace for us too. We've been talking so much painting and hobby in the last few, which I'm not complaining about. Oh, and fluff. We've been talking yeah. tons of fluff. Yeah. Speaking of which, Kane is coming up. Yeah, it was supposed to. And I think last episode we said it was going to be this episode. So right. people are turning in, going, "What the hell? Where yeah, is yeah. it?" I keep getting. Tweets and emails. When are you doing Kane? Dude, I'm getting to it. Yeah, fear not, end times junkies. Kane is on the way. It's the ne- it is the next episode. Mark yes, it is. Yeah, we will be. Well, actually, while it, while you're listening to this, we are probably recording it with uh, with, uh, with with Tomlin. Tom. Yeah. Yep. So that will be on its way. But a nice little trifecta there. We've got Adepticon and all the things around Adepticon. Yeah. And then you've got. Bits, which is just just the three days, not the five day extravaganza. But man, right. you guys have you guys have sort of stepped up your game. Like, you know, I mean, I don't ask about it that much because mm-hmm. a, it's really you know, I know you guys have to sort of keep your, you know, you you guys keep keep it, the cards close to the chest. Well, at least until you're ready to announce it. I mean, and sure. you guys know I won't blab, but it's still it's almost. I, I think you do it on purpose just to hear my reaction on the show because if I don't know <laughs> I do. about it, then I get you you get that honest. Right. Reaction, but heaven, you got you're going to have Mantic there. So it's and you're going to have the you know the we're doing the the team event yep, yep. again on Friday. So it's like you've got huge Adepticon. Then you got bits, which is be, you know which is adding on these extra things. You know, not mm. trying to become a con or anything like that. I'm, I'm you know, but still having a lot of extras. And then and then we get Hearn on, who's you know, hey, he's got you know two and a half dozen people and. Uh, Yep. and that's what it is. It's a, it's a fun little hobby, and that's what that's fine hobby tables. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a good spread. There's a, it's a representative sample of the different offerings that are out there. Um, so yeah, that's a, it's a good time for Warmer, despite ninth edition being right around the corner, and no one knows what that holds, etc. It's it's still a good. Um, I feel like it's the the closing of a great era in Warhammer. Yeah, and you know, once again, I, I'm I'm I am excited to see what's coming up. Me too. Yeah, and especially with Arcan coming out next Friday, Kathleen's got our order in. So okay, excellent. Or at least she got my order. I'm hoping she ordered two books. I told I 
Thought I, I, I asked her. Yeah, I'm oh, sure you did? Good. Me too. I'm just looking forward to spamming that Lore of Beast spell and getting plus one strength and toughness on all my ONG. Oh, That's I know. Times. There's going to be a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And I just saw on Twitter while we were chit-chatting on a little when I was on we were on you were mm-hmm. taking a break and it's something like I guess the uh end times army they said is is Chaos and Skaven together. Oh, really? Yeah. So oh, apparently fine. Yeah, so th- that's going to be craziness. That is kind of nuts. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see that book and see what's going on. Um well, a lot happening but between uh, Fluff Reviews, Adepticon. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks for us. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're recording this Friday next – well, today. Yeah. Next Friday, and then the Friday after that's Adepticon. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to be busy beavers. So Absolutely. Okay, so, folks, that's that's our show. Um, much longer than the, than the two-hour jobbers we've been doing. The last few weeks, but well, there's lots, lots of talk about in the Warhammer world. Yeah, man, big, big business going on. So we uh, we will see you guys in two weeks with Pain End Times Book Three. So until then, uh, have a good one. Yeah, we'll see some of you guys at Adepticon. Absolutely. Take care. You have been listening to Garage. If you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Member community by joining our forums at garagenumber.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through David at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, through Chris U at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garage Hammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening.